This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right, welcome to the Chelsea Football Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show where every single guest is always on top form. Now, it goes from bad to worse, as Chelsea slumped to their second defeat in two games against a well-organised, physical and pacey Crystal Palace. Uh, But what is probably more galling is the lack of form of the four most important players from last season. How have the Fantastic Four turned into the feckless four and more important what can Chelsea and in particular Jose Mourinho do to turn things around it's time for the special one to earn his corn (laughs) now I am Stanford Chidge and the name of tonight's show is amazingly enough the Chelsea football fancast the feckless four (laughs) and I would like to stress that in that in no way relates to any of the people around this table including myself there are four of us I know. I was like, you were looking. You were always looking slightly yeah. worried yeah. and nervous. Anyway, uh, obviously we've got me, uh, but we've also got the wonderful, lovely Clayton Beerman back with us for the first time this season. Good evening, lovely. Thank you to be uh, invited. Um, listen, I need to clear this up. Were you, were you you on the show that didn't happen because I got stuck in Hampshire? Because yes, uh, yes, I was. So there I we go. In the show that didn't happen. The show that didn't happen. I'm really sorry about that. And you didn't pay my fee. Either, I know. So well, I'm that's, very happy was, about that. You know, no no show, no fee, mate. <laughs> Travelling expenses and all of that. No show, no fee. You know the rules. We have also got back with us tonight the wonderful Dan Silver. Evening, mate. Uh, nice to see you. How are you? Yeah, very good, very good. Lovely jubbly. Now, uh, last but no, no means least, we've got a very, very special guest in the form of my old mate Rick Glanville, who of course everybody knows is the Chelsea of- official Chelsea FC historian. Yes, correct. How are you, dear boy? I'm, I'm very good. How are you, Chief? I'm all right. What's it like coming south, you know? <laughs> well, I, I, I tied passport. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> of course, you need it for Pimlico. Very good, very droll. Uh, and tonight I shall be mainly adopting the Stanley Holloway role. <laughs> 
Anyway, uh, without further ado, on the show tonight we'll be looking back at what Jose himself admitted is a very bad, or very bad, start to the season and asking what is up with Branagh, Matic, Fabregas and Hazard, a.k.a. the renamed Feckless Four. And did Saturday's performance give us a glimpse into a future without JT? Hmm... Now, in part two, we'll be asking just what has gone wrong this season. Has the tail been wagging the dog? Are the average teams just getting better, or have we been worked out? Are the board culpable, and how much is Jose to blame? And where do we go next after the international break? So set that up like a murder mystery show, haven't I? It is, yeah. I know. Jose so, Mourinho with the lead piping in that's the right. dressing room. You can be Hercule Poirot, I'll be Miss Marple, and Clayton can be Columbo. <laughs> I don't know about Dan. Dan can be Magnum. Just one more thing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I say Magnum. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Not Magnum. a Magnum. No, I meant the ice cream. cream. <laughs> he wants the beach hut. Yeah. Yeah. Where does he exactly. get the beach hut? Uh, Miami Vice. Miami Vice. Don Johnson. The tight yeah, shorts. Okay. I think we should move on. Uh, anyway, in part three, we're going to be talking to Rick about his wonderful, wonderful new book, Chelsea, The Complete Record, or as he's renamed, Chelsea, The Broken Record. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to wrap up, we'll have our usual Chelsea fancast roundup, including a few of your emails. Uh, there is one, in fact, so I should, I've bigged that up a bit. There's one email. It's a very short but very pithy email. Uh, and if you're listening tonight, it's Anaban, so look out for that. Anyway, uh, don't forget you can also tweet at Chelsea Fancast or post on the live chat page at mixler.com forward slash Chelsea hyphen fancast during the show. Tell us what you think about the game or anything else or any nonsense that we're saying. And I can more or less see you. We, we've got you, the Mixler chat feed, on the big TV behind Rick's head. So all I have to do is kind of look round. And read what you're My all saying. not that big. No, I, I, I know. I, wait, it, well, no. But annoyingly, Rick, it, it kind of obscures the bit that I oh, need right, to see. You know, Because okay, so, I, I, just to prove it, so Rick moved his, moved his head and I can now see that we are the shared Chelsea book club again. He's not happy. Well, you just have to learn to read, Richard. It'll make your life a lot easier. Uh, uh, Rainy or Rami? I don't know what Steve Hadley's going on about. Andy Silverman, only the 60 abusive tweets this week, well past two days. Well done, Andy. Keep up the uh, good work. <laughs> uh, and the Mile High Chels, I like the name of that. He says that he can see the back of Rick's head. Well, that would be true if you could see through the TV. I like that. It's getting very surreal. Anyway, talking of surreal, um, tonight I will oh, definitely... Are. Even I can't see the back of my head. You mean you haven't got eyes in the back of your head, Rick? I th- I, but you, you, I thought you could do everything. I'm disappointed already. <laughs> now, uh, as you may or may not know, last season we did a few things uh, which is called kind of Mimi TV, Mimi.TV, and I, I do this thing about half an hour after the show, at half past nine, where I move over to the computer and I, I sit there and if there are people out there who want to kind of get their webcam organised, log on to me TV, Mimi TV, uh, I will talk to you for about half an hour or so and we can digest what we've discussed on the show. Uh, and it can be quite fun. I haven't managed to do it this season because for one reason or another I've had to disappear out of the flat pretty quick. But tonight I will do it. Half past nine, Mimi.tv. So go on, log on there. Uh, and then all you have to do is log on, you know, sign up, and then you search for Chelsea Fancast, um, and then you'll see that there'll be a broadcast scheduled at half past nine, and you you enter early or watch, uh, and then you wait for me to kind of wake up, have my pizza, have a quick fag, and then we can have a natter. But you do need to make sure you've got a a webcam, and preferably with headphones, uh, and it's better with a desktop and a decent broadband, obviously. But, um, you know, we'll get a few of you in there and we can have a nice chat after the show about what's gone gone on and what we've said and if we've made sense and all those kind of exciting things. Anyway, enough of all of that. I have to say, I, we've just done the introduction in six minutes dead 
Uh, when you have Jonathan Kidd on the show, that's a good 12 minutes. <laughs> so well done, everybody. You're very welcome. I've been looking forward to this show. It's, it's, I, I get the sense it might be a sensible show. Uh, no, Jonathan, I love you. You know I'm only joking. Right, now... Uh, do you, me to, do, you, do you want me to do his generic Mexican accent? Go on, I'd love no, to. No, hear no, that. I'll, no, I'll, I'll fit it in at some stage. Actually, here's the thing: you know, you have probably done as many podcasts with Jonathan on the Chels as I have on the Chelsea Fancast. Possibly, yeah. He, great man, I mean, he's lovely JK. man. Yeah, yeah. Top bloke. Yeah, and yeah. and loved his his dad's old old show with Orlando. Yeah, he uh, Jonathan Willy is, is great. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. swear, Willie Hat. Yeah. yeah, working on the sh- working on the. Sh- the boats on the Thames, wasn't yeah. it? I think. Yeah. Did um, there's a tweet now, isn't there? There's a tweet. There's a Twitter account for his dad, and I wonder yeah. whether it, it, it's, it's him. It's him. Yeah, of course it, it is. Yeah. He. I mean, I know we're digressing massively, uh, just to prove that we can actually eke this out to twelve minutes, yeah. which will obviously make Jonathan happy. <laughs> but <laughs> if you're on yeah, Facebook, he's done it, of course. Uh, if you're on Facebook, actually, Jonathan's done a wonderful kind of tribute to Sam Kidd on Facebook, and some wonderful old uh, clips and photographs. And I mean, I know we're all quite big fans of history in here. We've yeah. even got a historian mm. with us. Yes, but it is it's worth following just to, ch- to check will, that out. I will do. And here's another thing. And I can say this because he's not here, and I know he never listens to the show, so I'll get away with it. But uh, Jonathan, like me, and you, Clayton, and Rick, in fact, and probably Dan, are massive, massive cricket fans. And, mm, of course, Jonathan's yeah. an MCC member, and uh, I always go there with the old man. And I said, I- I'm going to hopefully meet up with my mate Jonathan Kidd. And, and, and like the, fir- the first yeah. thing that Dad said, oh, is that Sam Kidd's related to Sam Kidd at all? So, so Dad thinks of Sam Kidd before yeah. Jonathan Kidd, whereas we, I think, have now begun to think of Jonathan Kidd. Well, I think yeah. of Pipkins before I think of, course. of uh, Sam Kidd, obviously, because yeah. uh, that's what Jonathan I've never in. managed to meet up with Jonathan at Lord's. I think he's like the Scarlet Pimpernel. He made my dad's year because, basically, I met Jonathan at, at the... Sorry, people, just, you know, go and make a cup of tea no, while we get this out. successfully avoiding discussing yeah. the match, <laughs> yeah. which surely is a good thing. I met Jonathan in the Coronation Gardens and... Yes. Uh, I met him there with the actor that plays Nigel Pargeter from The Archers. So I got to introduce my dad to Nigel Pargeter from wow. The Archers, and he lived off that for a good year. Anyway, enough. Unless there's any comment on that? No, no, no. no. Okay. No. It deserved none. Who? Right, time for the... If you don't listen to The Archers, you wouldn't know, would you? Anyway, I don't and I don't. It's a tale of small, uh, simple country folk, mate. 5 past 7, Radio 4. Okay. okay, thank you. <laughs> Actually, do you know what? We're going to stop the Chelsea fan cast now because I need to go and listen to The Archers. So we'll see you in about 15 minutes. Miss a shipping forecast. Okay. Anyway, time for a bit of a Dogger. match... Bank. Uh, time for a bit of uh, match review of Chelsea versus Crystal Palace. <laughs> Now, I mean, just to kick this off, boys. Um, and by the way, I'm not doing the ratings anymore on a man of the match because, frankly, it's just nobody needs Wait till there is one. rubbish. Yeah. You know. Anyway, so I'm just going to launch straight into it because everything I've noticed recently that that when we've done that, nobody talks about what I want to talk about. They're all too keen to talk about what actually happened. And I've kind of reviewed this and reflected, and being the great benign, munificent dictator, dictator that I am, bureaucracy. I've realised that actually I might have been wrong, and you might have been right. Oh. Anyway, so perish the thought. I know, perish the thought. Anyway, it was a very, very bad start, as Jose mentioned. I mean, uh, now here we go, Rick. I've got a question for you as our official mm. historian. This is the worst start since when? Well, in four over the four games, I think early nineties. I would say. Yeah, 
Um, but can I just immediately yeah. come in yep. with a with something up until the Crystal Palace result, we were on the same points that we'd got this corresponding matches from last season yeah. when we were champions. We're three points down as a result of the, the Crystal Palace like game. Yeah, on yeah. The, on light for light games. Arsenal are five points down light for light games. Lots of other teams are doing worse. So look, it's it all of us know that we're not playing well, but actually we're not losing as much ground as we could have done um, if we, uh, it, I think. And I, I, I'm quite positive about it, actually. Good. I think we'll just, I think we'll ride it out. I think it will happen sooner rather than later. And I think, uh, unfortunately, there's a few, a few players are going to have to face some home truths about yeah. the, the way that they're performing. Mm. You've called them the feckless... Four. four. Yeah. Is it four? It could be more. Than well, that. it could be. But I mean, we'll, we'll get into the, the, the you know, uh, the feckless four in a minute. But I, I'm really delighted to hear you say that. I mean, when, when you say that, you see, the thing is, I was talking to somebody, I think it was Marco last week, and we were, we were uh, extolling the wonders of Kelvin Barker because we were, we were talking about Celery representing Chelsea in the yeah, 80s. Yeah, great book. Yeah, great and book. we mm-hmm. were talking, which, by the way, is being re-released. If you were listening to the show last yeah, yeah. week, it's being yeah. re-released. So get hold of a copy mm. if you can. But uh, we were basically marvelling at Kelvin's memory. And, and, oh, and, and, you know, <laughs> for a specific period. It's well, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I kind Neil of... Barnett can match him, I've got to say. Really? Oh, Neil well, Barnett's surely you memories. must be able to, No, too. No, I, no, I'm, I'm much more... Uh, I'm more a mood and tincture man. Okay. Because my, my view on the eighties <laughs> my view on the eighties is that if I could remember it then I would clearly wouldn't have been there. there. Oh, like right, like yeah, I, yeah. Keith, I have the Keith Richards view of <laughs> of memory. You know, and actually Marco thankfully shares that, which which delighted me because I, I kind of always like put all of these people in the same kind of genre and think that, God, they've got the most amazing memories. I can't even remember what happened last week. You it's know? A di- it's a di- I remember the broad brush mm. kind of things and there was specific things that really uh, stick in my mind. But a lot of the actual detail... Look, there's a reason why we, we write books and we, we have computers is that we don't have to keep it all up in our brain pieces, do we? Well, there we go. But anyway, that aside, I'm delighted that you, somebody who, who has a, you know, you, you're very knowledgeable and you have a very historical angle, has decided that it's not horribly the worst start we've ever had. Um, it is, however, Rick, the worst defensive start since 1971 yeah, no, Defensively, it's been... Terrible. We're it conceding has. at least two goals a game. Yeah. Well, in fact, we have now conceded sixty. I'm, I, I'm, you know, it's because Rick's on the show. I've, stats I felt pressured. I felt stats pressured stats to come up with some stats and facts. Well. Okay, right. Well, hang on. <laughs> we've conceded sixty-four percent of goals uh, of sixty-four percent of the goals we conceded in the entire two thousand and four-five campaign. You've got one, yeah. Dan. And it's the worst start to title defence in Premiership history. As it's well. the worst. Yeah, I heard that one as yeah. well. Cle- uh, Clayton, have you come prepared with the stat? I have. You I have, have actually, yes. Out of Jeez, twelve wet. games, twelve home games of the London teams. How many? T- how many games have the home team won out of the twelve uh, games that have taken place? I don't in know London? that. I'd say zero. Mm, I'd say two. One. 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 <laughs> okay, so there we go. Um, the other thing also, is, oh, oh, Connor Wickham. Late stat. Late stat. <laughs> Connor, Connor Wickham, Wickham has been involved yeah, in yeah. both of okay. Jose's home league defeats. And of course, can I, can it's I the I third just... time that, pa- the, that Pardew is is the ma- the only manager <laughs> to, to defeat Mourinho three, three times. Yeah. Okay, we've only got another two hours to go. Let's see if we can just do the whole show in stats. <laughs> can I just say one thing about you Connor can Wickham? Indeed. If Connor, if Connor Wickham is keeping, I know that Patrick Bamford couldn't play on Saturday. But if Connor Wickham is keeping Patrick Bamford out of the Crystal Palace side, because I don't think Patrick Bamford... God started, help us all. Um, 
bring him home. Because yeah. Conor Wickham is pants. Didn't you sell Zuma as well for a... Was he marking Zuma? Yeah, well, I don't know. seventh foul and he didn't get a yellow card. Well, no. I know. Well, he, couldn't, he couldn't get a yellow card because it would exactly. have been a penalty and, yeah. and they don't it's give him. All right, enough, enough, enough. Now, it is also Chelsea... Uh, Chelsea? It's also Jose's... Chelsea. Uh, uh, Je- we could combine the two. Chelsea. It's uh, Jose's second defeat at home uh, of the season. Uh, no, sorry, of, 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 it's, it's his second defeat of the season. Yeah, it's his right. second defeat at home as well yeah. in its entirety, which actually, if you take the Rick view, out of, what, 100 matches at home, that's pretty good going. Well, it was a bit of a, a Wengerism, wasn't it? It was. Losing it? your 100th game. Yeah. I mean, we've beaten Wenger three times, Pooped I think, on, the on, party. His, on, his, on his anniversaries. But, yeah, it's... it's, it's uh, Unusual. There's a lot of things that are not what you expect from a Jose Mourinho team. And um, I think there are lots of factors involved. They don't look sharp. They don't, I think there's a bit of a Man City last season element where the mentality doesn't seem to be to be quite there either. And um, I think also, there are, I, th- I think Jose is making one or two errors in his, uh, I, I think it was an error not to play. Ramirez in midfield in a, the game before last rather than um, oh, sorry Man City <coughs> yeah. play, play Fabregas there but you know he's entitled to make mistakes because he's a genius and he's also human and we've yes. all, we've all yeah. you know if I mean if you look at we were moaning about Twitter in the pub a minute ago mm. and you know if, if you the, the attitude the, the, the massive intolerance that you see spew forth from Twitter it's I mean you know and, and the people writing that kind of stuff, you know, clearly have never ever made a mistake in their lives at anything. <laughs> yeah. you know? it's, it's, been, it's been horrible. It's it has been horrible, it? and it's been just it's been a minefield. And today, just looking at some of the things about, uh, we'll come on presumably to talk about transfers. No, we but, won't. Okay, I'll talk about <laughs> we, it. Now. We don't do that. Just, just people coming. I do along not do. Saying, I do not do the shithousery. This, this that is <laughs> tread deadline day. Not this on is this the show, worst no. transfer. Not yellow tie in sight. Look at this. Yeah. Exactly. People say it's the worst transfer um, deadline day we've ever had and, and I'm just basically yeah. oh, thinking oh, you know we, we've signed Begovic who's de Lucas exactly Begovic <laughs> on a free probably one of the best goalkeepers <laughs> in the Premiership yeah. Yeah. Pedro yeah. probably one of the best players in Europe Falcao He's he a looks like Pedro. he could be you yeah. know Sasse was really encouraging he's, he's young but That's he's a, got potential yeah. That's a really good point I mean <laughs> I, I think I tweeted that I, I felt really sad for him that yeah. they didn't get a point and it could have led on to three yeah, if we yeah, built yeah. on it like yeah. we did. Such a shame, but you know what strikers are like? Yeah. He won't be thinking... He'll feed on that. He, he, he won't will be thinking, oh, I didn't get a point. Yeah. He will He'll think, be thinking, I got yeah. a goal. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, I, yeah. And, I, and, and the power, the great partnership with Pedro. Because I watched it, it's a brilliant cross. Oh, it's amazing. Hold your powder on that one, Dan. Let's. Talking of Twitter, the person who's got the most... Uh, coat, the biggest coating off and it's quite outrageous in my view is, is Branner but having mm. said that uh, I mean you know I said earlier on in the intro that the feckless four in my view are, are Branner, Matic and Fabregas and Hazard and I think just a general intro into that and I think actually to be fair I mean I, I don't know what you think but I thought that the, the, the post-match presser from Mourinho okay he you know he was a bit snide about the players but actually I thought he was really quite calm and pretty yeah, honest yeah, I agree. You know, and actually, he was saying what we all know is that there are a lot of players in that team who are not performing right now, and yeah. and I think we'll we'll go into this in part two. But I think he's struggling for a reason why at the moment. But they are Branner, yeah. they are Matic, they are Fabregas, and they are Hazard, mm. and they also happen to be arguably the four most important players 
I mean, you could stick JT in there too from last yeah. season, you know, that won us the title. I, I defy any team to, 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 to not struggle if their four key players are struggling. And Branagh's the first one, isn't he, Dan? Absolutely, yeah. But you can carry one, one bad performance when you've got your four best players completely, completely off form. I mean, clubs are targeting Ivanovic. They know he's, um, he's all the four of them. They yeah. target Snowfall. Yeah, particularly them. Ivanovic, because I think this goes back to last season. That Cahill Ivanovic right high sound <clears throat> partnership got a lot of criticism last season, especially from mm. January onwards. Yeah. Seemed to be exposed. I was watching match today, and they were obviously focusing on Ivanovic, and quite often he was going to be caught out of position. He was twisted the wrong way. And also, <clears throat> excuse me, whoever was protecting him on the wing wasn't tracking back. So That'd they, be they, Pedro. Pedro, yeah. So whoever was the overlap was getting through when I think the winger crossed for the, um, the first goal. There's no protection. Branagh mm. was sort of caught in no man's land. The guy got the byline, knocked it back, and they scored. That's you know, a channel that's really been exploited. Uh, yeah. Well, it was last season, Rick, wasn't it? It was well, one Branagh of the reasons we had Branagh a had no idea where to go. Right. He was dragging himself off towards where Cahill was playing. He really should have been outright. Yeah. Listen, one thing occurred to me, which, which is a bit... Well, I, I, you know, frankly, it occurred to me, Clayton, and, and I think I'm allowed to articulate this, you no matter are. how horrendous you it are. might sound, because, you know, whilst we've been spinning the line for the last three or four shows that you know uh don't don't dig out Branner you know Branner's been there and thereabouts for this club for as long as he's been here you know and actually the reality is he's not getting enough protection from midfield but the, uh, an awful occurrence occurred in my little brain which is <laughs> has his leg have his legs gone or is he just tired I don't I, I think I, mean, I think you, know, you have to ask that com- question combination of things and and what I think is unacceptable and I don't know um why and and but why it's not unacceptable or what? No, I just I just basically think <laughs> last week when the team was announced against West Brom and uh, Branner was still in the team after his first two games, I thought okay, that's Jose just being loyal, and I thought that's absolutely fine. Fourth game in, I saw the team and I thought that's Jose just being pigheaded. Exactly, yeah. because I thought you know if if this guy Baba is on the bench, twenty one million. Try Dave, you know, Branner is struggling and, and No no. It's it's Aspie Happy Pappy Whatever Baba. But but but, <laughs> but the, the, the difference yeah. is Jose you know, Jose gets loyalty from his players and it seems to me that if he is doing anything other than doing the best for his team and his players, Branner is really struggling and Branner's being ripped apart at the moment. Mm. How is that helping? It's not. It's not. You know, Jose's got to mix it up. He's got to change it. I think one of the things that's been a problem, um, which is a bigger problem, is competition for places. And if you play crap week after week and you keep getting yeah, picked, that's no good, is where, it? where is your, you know, where, where is your motivation to, to, to play better? Do you, think, do you think it's, sorry, sorry, do you think sorry. his legs are gone? Clearly not. He's 30. His legs shouldn't have gone. I mean, no, I, I agree. I, I disagree. But I, he never I, I had think, pace. I think with Bannett, did he? Never well, had no, but his, his positional play he was, was always he's never sluggish. I don't yeah. think, but. his positional sense is always amazing. I mean, he's, we keep forgetting he's actually confidence a, thing. And maybe he uses his, he's a he's centre half, half. fantastically he's well. Got, Let's see, he's got, in the league. He's a centre half by trade. I keep forgetting that we bought him as a centre half, and he's been put out to right back. He's better at right back than he was a centre back. We never really got a game at centre back apart from Swansea. Well, we know what yeah. happened there. I think he enjoyed. It. <laughs> 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 yeah, but that that was you see that was interesting because that was the one bad game yeah, that he had that I would, season I would, when he got absolutely rinsed by Swansea. To be fair, yeah, my guess is you I know. think he'll be taken out the firing line for Everton. Frankly, do you know what? Uh, I, I think for his own his own good, he needs to yeah. be because. 
it's 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 awful to watch. I I really I've loved Branagh from the moment Absolutely. he turned up at this yeah. club yeah. because he's my kind of player. He gives a hundred and fifty percent. You know he's chopper esque. He would walk through a brick wall for yeah. Chelsea, and you know he would. Old fashioned, no. You know, yeah. and 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 I, you know, I I remember writing an article for CFC. And he's vice captain. Well, I was going to say I wrote an article for CFC UK years ago saying Branagh could be the next captain, yeah. and you know he's got those qualities. So. I think you, I, I'm with you, Dan. I think yeah. he needs a rest. He needs to be Paul, taken out of the firing line. Do, 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 do you know you, why he won't be dropped? Go on, then. Uh, I'm not saying he won't be, but a reason why he wouldn't be. Oh, go on. I'd love height. Know. Yeah, defensive we, cover. Babarama is. I think he's five ten, something like that. Aspie's something 5'10". like that. I think Aspie's slightly shorter yeah. than that. But if you're removing that, you know, four or five inches from the fray. If you're defending four or five ways, inches, can make make a lot of difference, yeah. Rick. I, know, that's what, I wouldn't. That's know. what your wife. So I've been told. Very, <laughs> very regular. That's what I've been told. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but, <laughs> she's very grateful that it does. Yeah, actually, it's about yeah. it's, it's the motion of the ocean. <laughs> Amazing those emails. You get all those emails, and you've answered one, and look how much better your life is. <laughs> but but uh, no, well, at least they're blue. But yeah. it, but you know, shows they like Wenger. You, when Arsenal was successful, Wenger used to buy by the yard. He yeah. had all these. Postilians playing in his yeah. team, and he stopped doing that, and he went for small technical players, and they haven't really well, won anything substantial no. since. Uh, Jose will be very concerned about removing height in the physical demands of the of the Premier League, and I wonder whether. Well, now we're not discussing the mm. uh, the transfers, but I wonder whether the two that have happened. Yeah, one has gone on. He's on a big loan, lump. But he's six foot four. He's a defender, and I think there's something in that because Matic. You, a weird thing is Matic doesn't win any any aerial no, battles at all. No. Yeah, for someone so tall. Yeah, he's like uh, a giraffe, uh, isn't he? So we do lack that kind of presence. And I wonder if he's going to possibly push Zuma into midfield. That's what I would do. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll get on to that one, in a minute. One, one very quick point on Ivanovic. Yeah. I wonder if the fact he's out of contract has got any impact on his performance. Maybe mentally he's kind of thinking, when am I going to well, be next season? Well, who knows? Who I knows? Just, but yeah, I just got one final thing. I think one of the reasons why he played on Saturday was because JT wasn't there. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. I think he might That's have been concerned yeah. about so, taking well, he's the vice another, captain, so exactly, well, another bit of experience away from and the height. back Don't yeah. really, really don't underestimate. Jose's very yeah. he works. Yeah, out yeah the I average, remember that the that whole height. thing about when he bought yeah. Ashley Cole. It, it was how the, high he was. Yes, it works out the average height of the tall squad because he knows that you know you're going to lose those battles. That's attention to the Premier League. It's all about set players. I think I think there's a lot in there. Okay, so we talked about Matic. I mean, he looks half the player he was last season. Is is he knackered under Cook, Rick? What do you think? I think there's a difficulty in that um, uh, we were talking about players being targeted and, and clearly Cesc Fabregas look teams I think you have to look at Matic and Fabregas you do you, look at them, you have, to, as as pair, yeah. you have to look at them as a pair because so I think that's, that's the a, problem not, not Matic per se well possibly but I, it's interesting because I think we really underestimate the intelligence of uh coaches and managers at other clubs. I underestimate the intelligence of our audience and I, every I can week. think of a few that I, I definitely <laughs> underestimate. <Yeah. laughs> Not of our audience. I no, no, no. Outstanding. But what I'm saying is there's um, that uh, they spent the whole summer in these early games, we're going to see that the, these, these managers have spent and their coaches have spent the whole summer working out what did Chelsea do right to win the league at a canter? And they'll have identified all their strengths and they'll have worked out how to negate them mm. and to turn them into weaknesses. And what we're seeing is that Fabregas is being targeted. Ivanovic is being targeted. I think they're working out how Hazard. to... Uh, working out what to do with Hazard. 
really an in big a big indictment i have to say though about uh, ed n at the weekend was that he regularly gets fouled five six times a game yeah. and he was fouled yeah. twice he's not even getting near the ball on saturday he's not getting on it he's not taking the risks there's something well, not well, that, that's because that's because they're, they're doing a job on fabregas well i think that's the thing and we, so that's so we cutting off the supply of source isn't and it? fabregas is a i've got to say i love fabregas and i still think people even though he's ex-arsenal I, I love him, and yeah, I, I think he's such that. a fantastic. Player. I find it hard to. I'll be honest. I'll be really honest with you. <laughs> but you know I what? I find he, it hard to forget that. But he, but the thing is, just look at what he, he hates actually, Arsenal more than me. As I, well. do. <laughs> I, I hate Arsenal really anyway. with good my, reason. No, Chidge, my wife is definitely. I was going to say in bed with you, but. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, shit, because yeah. I never, I never noticed. Yes, I especially denied. after your transplant. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do, you, do you need a moment? Yeah. <laughs> but I think the, the thing about Fabregas is that um, he tries brave things, which is a great quality. Mm-hmm. I think some players, some some of his teammates, their instinct is to retreat into their shell and not try the brave things, and as a result, they look like they don't give the ball away. He gives the ball away because he's trying brave stuff, but. They, what they do is they're putting two players on him, one to turn him yeah. round and the other one to take the ball off him. And we've got to find then, a solution to that. If, 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 sorry, Dan. I noticed all this season he is being isolated, Sesk. Yeah. And you could tell really on Saturday, the minute he had the ball, he had two guys on him and he was isolated and he had no, and he lost it and people were moaning at him. Mm-hmm. It wasn't his fault. He's no. playing too deep. He needs to play further forward. Even just for a few months. Yeah, and, and he's not getting the protection that he had. Mm. So, but, but I think that, just sorry, Dan, um, I think Rick's got a massive point about the fact that, and we'll, we'll go into this in part two about being worked out a bit, but... Is that what it, your wife likes, his massive point? Yeah. <laughs> Or be, or be worked out. I, was, I was wondering who would notice that in, in true Captain Mannering style. But you know, the, 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 for me, it, 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 when you look at the performances that we've had and the results that we've got, it, you know, it's not just about one individual. Collectively, something exactly. has gone wrong. Yeah. And and I think Rick's got a very valid point yeah. there, rather than a massive point because we don't want to do that gag again. <laughs> uh, but you know, the teams are actually pinpointing all of the areas that need yeah. to be sorted out with Chelsea and that means the whole thing comes crashing down not just one thing yeah, yeah. you know it's it for me it's no I mean we've been saying it for the last few weeks I know not been on it but you know everybody's been moaning about the defence and I'm saying well I don't think the defence is necessarily no, the problem it's, it's actually more than mid- it's, yeah. the it's the lack of cover so I'm saying well you know I, I've been saying for, for donkeys that Fabregas should be playing in the number ten role, not in the not yeah, in the double agree, pivot. Yeah. Much as it pains me to say it, because or he can't switch to four three three. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. or switch to four three. Now got Pedro and exactly because yeah. he, he exactly. can't. He's not. Yeah. You know, he's not the best defensive player in the world. No. But you know, I think you're right. If you cut off the source to Hazard by nailing Fabregas, then you can see the whole thing is crashing yeah. down. Um, but you know, having said that, chaps, the final point. I mean, I agree with all of that, and I've said much the same myself recently, but. They did look like they were blowing out their arse, Rick. Well, didn't they? I think part of that is a confidence thing. You yeah. know, we, we've not had a great start to the season. Uh, we, I think had we not conceded stupidly as we did two minutes after we oh, got level, criminal. I, I yeah. think we would have seen a completely different team, and I think we would have uh, we we would have felt that maybe there aren't those same problems. Yeah. A confident team is a completely yeah. different one. Kind of always reminds me of that wonderfully stupid uh, saying you get in football, which I always remember from, from Liverpool. 
You know, when when teams used to score against Liverpool in the seventies, yeah. particularly, oh, and the mods and mods, ah, you know, very dangerous thing to score about Liverpool because they usually score right after being scored against. You know, <laughs> and actually, they nearly always would. And you know, it had that such I, a poor goal to consider. It was, wasn't it? But oh. you, you had that feeling, didn't you? Because we were so vulnerable at the we we appeared so vulnerable at the back every time Palace bombed forward, which they did with skill, pace, physicality, and alacrity. You oh, kind of yeah. felt. You know, blimey, yeah. they, 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 you know, we need three or four of a, for a gap here before. I just want to put something out there, which I, I don't know um, whether anybody else feels this, but I don't think Matic has been the same player since he got sent off against Burnley. Yeah, that's my point. Wow. Controversial. Why so? Why so? I don't know. I really don't know. Is it, that it, what it, stopped it, him having a decent shot when he'd <laughs> weaved past three players? Well, that's because he hasn't got a right foot. No, but I, I, I think it might be... You're quite right. Teams are working us out. Palace were great on um, Saturday. They played really well. They mm. played us. They, they, they basically out-tacked us. Yeah, and they played really well. The thing is, you're saying that teams are working us out and what have you, and it might be a process that started sort of towards the end of last season oh, people were basically saying oh we were crap and we haven't played well since we beat Swansea away 5-0 etc I just remind people that we didn't actually lose a competitive game Correct. you know until we'd won the league so I'd park that the problem is this year is whereas last year we played badly and didn't lose this year we're playing badly and we're okay losing. right we gotta we gotta go to, I want to I want to pick that up later and I promise that Dan will get first say <laughs> first dibs you know nobody never let it be said that I am not fair anyway we're gonna You're have a quick fair. break okay thank you Rick <laughs> uh, now after the break we're gonna be asking uh, just what has gone wrong this season in a little bit more detail um, for example you know has, has the tail been wagging the dog by which I mean. Uh, you know the commercial interests have been taking precedent over the playing side in the in the preseason. Uh, we've been talking about uh, sides working us out, but how about uh, the fact that average teams are just getting better? We want to talk a little bit about that. Mm. And uh, as I said in the intro, are the board culpable in terms of the transfers? Although Clayton would clearly argue that they're not. Um, and how much is Jose to blame, possibly tactically? And of course, what do we do after? And I'll also want to kind of finish off what we, we didn't get the chance to talk about here, which was life without JT and positives from the match, because I think there were one or two. Oh, absolutely. We will see you in a second. The only place for Chelsea fans. Footballfancast.com. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Okay, we're back. Welcome back. I'm Stafford Chidge, and you are listening to Chelsea Fancast. Dan Silver is with me. The lovely <laughs> Rick Glanville is with me. The effervescent Clayton Beerman is with me, and Dan is got a mouthful of food so I will <laughs> as in true style go to him first but actually be- before before no, oh yes sorry, oh, oh yeah oh yeah uh, I am the I am the Johnners of the uh, football podcast emporium anyway um, before we get into the, the what on earth is going wrong uh, which which I was going to do for a whole part we didn't quite get the chance to talk about a couple of other points I wanted to in part one and you know, I, it, it occurred to me watching the match, Dan, that um, you know there was no JT in defence, and at times they looked utterly a shambolic and b utterly rudderless. And it, and and I had that kind of horrible flashback forward, if you like. This this is what life might be like without 
captain leader yeah. legend JT playing in the defence. What do you think? Irreplaceable. He's a once in a, a lifetime almost legend. You know, you're never going to get another John Terry of that. You know, pure Chelsea. He's going to be a massive miss. And you can't replace him. I mean, you can bring in you, you know good young players like Zuma or Stones or whoever it might be, but John Terry is unique. He's oh, hang on, player. hang on! Breaking news! Breaking news! I know I said I wouldn't do uh, any transfer bollocks. Uh, as it's deadline day, yeah. but this is such an astoni- astonishing bit of Chelsea transfer-related breaking news. I just feel I have to interrupt the flow uh, here because I, Sky Sports News HQ Sanchez uh, says Chelsea confirm the signing of Kevin Hector. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> that's one for the, one for the teenagers. Sixty-seven-year-old uh, yeah, Starfield. Mate, it might be an improvement. Chelsea confirm the signing of defender Michael Hector from Reading on a five-year deal and have immediately loaned him out. Well, that, that's true. They didn't say that, though, but I know that for a it's, fact. Yes, not the test for a change. No, no. Um, this is a guy that was uh, he's, well, he's, he's had eleven club, different clubs or something. I've heard he's had he's, more loans than Halifax. He's had more loans than Halifax. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. Ja- he's Jamaican, isn't he? I think is he? No, well, himself. Did he come to Chelsea? <laughs> Did Jamaican? Uh, First Jamaican. He came stuff. of his own accord. <laughs> boom 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 boom. boom. Uh, who, See, you, I'm, I'm, I failed to set them up, and you. I know. Failed to yeah. You set them up. No. Yeah. You set them up. I hit him. Something like that. Anyway, right. Uh, we yeah. were talking about. I mean, I think basically, Dan, what I'm really alluding to. I mean, that, it, that second goal, for example, was massively shambolic. If you looked well, at the lack of marking all over yeah, the place, that's odd. Well, yeah. well, exactly. well, well, I mean, you know, Loftus Cheek is is not uh, you know exonerated no, here because at, you know that was very sloppy marking. But the bottom line is, no organisation. JT does that, but also no character, no yeah. leadership. Well, he's, he's, he's vocal, John Terry. You see him on, on the pitch pointing where to go, telling players where to go. He, he, he commands that whole team. We mm. haven't got a vocal lead on the pitch because, mm. you know, as much as Brenner is, you know, strong, I don't think he's a talker. I don't see him communicating. Mm. That's what we lack. We lack someone mm. saying, right, you, you there, you mark him, you do mm. this. See, Brenner does it by actions. Yeah, by, you know, by stairs, running through people. Points and stairs, yeah. you go there. But he is quite, he is quite quiet. What, what are you two boys saying? Uh, Clayton, what, what, you know, is, is that, I, is I that think... like, was that a window on the world without JT on Saturday? I, well, it, it was, um, but the point is, I think it, it hits on a a massive point that we had no leaders. Not another massive point. Leave no. the massive point alone. Yeah. We had no leaders on the pitch at all on mm. Saturday. There was nobody rallying the troops when they went back to the, the halfway line after that second goal went in. Yeah. Everybody's head was down. There really? wasn't one person running around just saying, come on, we can do this. You know, there was still 10 minutes. We need Mike, Mike, Mike Reid, don't we? we run do around! Run around. Another one for the teenagers. <laughs> yeah. um, but it, it, it was, Frank, it was... <laughs> It, sorry. It, <laughs> you look a bit like Mike Reed, actually. No, I don't, Chidge. I don't yeah. at all. If you had um, those kind of awful 1970s glasses, it might help. That's a different Mike and that, Reed. As you, as you well know. Um, My no, sister was I, on running I, thought, I thought that there, there was a lack of leadership, and I think one of the things that... We, we don't look a team at the moment. We're, we're disjointed. In my opinion, all right, okay. Uh, uh, you know, Rick uh, agreed with me tacitly a minute ago. It's not all doom and gloom. I think the, I think there were some wonderful positives uh, from Saturday. Actually, I think you know, just I'll talk about them all, and then we'll get into the nitty gritty of it, Rick. But I thought Falco scored a great goal, a proper mm. striker's goal, yeah. yeah, and had great movement. Um, Kennedy, even though he was played out of position, was full of skill and lots of energy. Um, Loftus Cheek, um, I thought again, I thought very physical, which I liked, and I thought quite a mature performance. He didn't 
look out of out of his depth, which I thought was lovely. And the, uh, the other thing that that really, uh, you know, made me smile was that, and you kind of mentioned this a minute ago, Clayton, about the, the competition for places. The players that came on on all played with huge desire and hunger. The, yeah. They were better than the incumbents. Yeah, but they, yeah. which is what you want from yeah. from uh, from defence. I think you know Aspilicueta had just been on that long run and then failed to stop. Yes, the, I noticed on Twitter you you, you yeah. made that point. Well, yeah. I was watching. I was thinking, yeah. what is he doing? He's running thirty yeah. yards to challenge a goalkeeper. He's ba- he should Massive be back gap. there. Yeah, he's he's got to be back there. And it was a sort of yeah. tired challenge that he made that led to a goal. But let's. To, 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 the positives as you say I think Kennedy reminded me of um, my my good mate Paul Cannaville Cannaville yeah, brilliant yeah. straight back run all left foot step overs tricky yeah. unpredictable yeah. some came off some didn't yeah. great shot that Old could have gone elsewhere. did he run he didn't really run I loved because what I used to love about Cannaville's most was that run well he, he was know, the gangling run, the gangling run you know mm. but what I liked about Kennedy he you know he's playing ostensibly as a, a left back yeah. but he's not that he's a winger, he, he, he's he's a winger right or left winger but he I think he added a new dimension mm. finally we were taking players on getting mm. behind you know, trying to make things happen. I thought Loftus Cheek. That's his easily his best performance. Mm. I agree with senior that. Chelsea yeah. shirt. I wonder whether he could play uh, yeah, well, there. Yeah. We're going to get onto that in a minute. But or I, whether he put, put yeah. a Zuma in there. But, and um, who was the? Who, I'm trying to think. Who Falcao. Oh, Falcao. Falcao. Well, we yeah. touched on that before. Yeah. Strikers Great. think Proper about goals. goal, though, wasn't yeah. it? Brilliant goal. He'll be thinking. You know, he'll. Publicly, he'll be saying, "Oh, it's terrible. You know, it's a goal, but I feel sad because we didn't get the points." Privately, he'll be thinking, "I'm back, mate. Yeah. This is me." Yeah. Yeah. Next yeah. time that ball comes in there, it's going the same way. I, I have to say, I, I mean, I, I, you know, I love, you know, we're all of a certain age, but that that reminded me of goals I used to see. And I mean, <laughs> dare I say it, Andy Gray esque, but yeah. you know that that desire to 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 go in where it hurts. Yeah, and, and you know, Speedy, and I see, like I yeah, see yeah. too many, too many modern strikers these days. You know, would have tried to have kicked that when the only Great thing to point. do, the only thing to do was to bloody well get, just Postage get that half a yard, space, yeah. get dropped, Power, just to get yeah. accuracy, bravery, get in front of the defender and head it yeah, low. Yeah. And I just thought, Phenomenal, blimey, really, really. blimey. But and also, he's running. Yeah. I've got to say that the thing about him is, you, you know, I went. You said four. Uh, feckless four, yeah, your words, not mine. To say, but could you not make it five? Uh, Diego Costa is not yeah, playing. You know I, what? Yeah, I can well make it. I can moment. make it six. I mean, yeah, well, yeah. But I wonder whether you know. Then we can Falcao make. Could we'd, have start it, we'd have to call it. We'd have to change the show. We'd have to call it the infamous five. <laughs> or, or what they do. Or actually, what I, maybe what we should do in view of the fact that I mean, you know, I think the general consensus. You know, you look at the uh, read the papers over the weekend and all of that. The, it, it, people are really bewildered as to how crap we play. So maybe we call it, in honour of the comic strip, Five Go Mad on Mescaline. <laughs> because maybe that can explain the way we're playing, Rick. Well, I don't, I don't maybe Falcao brought some over with him, yeah. you know, from South sure. America. I mean, that wasn't one of the dietary requirements that Glenn Hoddle brought in in 1993. So I, I, find, that hard to, <laughs> yeah. I find it hard to imagine that. But wasn't it frustrating on Saturday when Costa took time out from actually rucking with everybody to actually take the ball from the halfway line and attack people and yeah. run with the ball. Absolutely fantastic. The rest of the time, all he was doing was basically jumping at people, trying to get free kicks, yeah. rucking. Just he concentrate. can't make enough runs he was no, at, at the moment. Uh, but, but did you not think, because the one thing I thought, apart from what a fantastic goal, beginning of last season, he was attacking the near post. Because yeah. we were all saying, oh God, Torres never did that. And he was doing that. 
And now, okay, perhaps they had an agreement, the two of them, once they were two up top, that he, you know, that they he would hang back and he could go near post, yeah. and it worked, and it and they both looked they, good together. They played up front together for Atletico Madrid for a couple mm, of seasons, yeah. so you could essentially put Costa in front. They're three. comfortable with each other, yeah. aren't they? Costa could play wide as a front three. Mm. But Costa's Costa's basic. I mean, against West Brom, he was fantastic. Yeah, that run, hundred yard run for the goal. Yeah. Oh, amazing, yeah. brilliant. Um, I kind of, I'm inclined to agree, and I, I think you're absolutely right to call me up on that. I, I, I've, I've let him get away with it, but I, I agree with. I, you know, I wonder why he's doing it. Uh, you know, we've talked a lot about the mentality of the team and, and the comp- or the lack of confidence in the team, and you know, maybe, maybe that's he's suffering from a bit of lack, lack of confidence. So, in other words, when he when he's not confident in his own game, he's too preoccupied with beating people up or moaning. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe that's what's going on. It, it could be that he uses it to motivate himself because mm. a lot of strikers do that. They do, they, and he know, does. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank was one of those where yeah. he would pick a fight to kind of get himself. Without know, doubt, the moves. best moaner I have ever seen play. Oh, for terrible, Chelsea. terrible moaner. Great, wonderful, lovely man, great player. Love and, him. Um, Love him. You know, it, it, maybe that's what Diego's trying to get himself going because actually the play is too ponderous uh, yeah. behind him, and he's not. Getting the buzz yeah. that he needs from okay. it. Okay. What I'd like to do now is to, is to do what, what I was going to do with this part, which is go into a little bit more detail about what's going wrong. We've already covered some of it, but I, I'm going to start this off really with. I mean, we, we've touched on this already in a few of the shows, but I mean, I just wonder. I mean, you know, it. In spite of what we've said, I think it's still pretty clear that we have we have not had the best preparation for this season as we had last year on any factor actually, but certainly in terms of the team's uh, preparedness. And it's I'm a bit torn by this because I know that the, the the club deliberately tried to give the players more time off because they felt they were knackered and blowing out their arse at the end of last season, which they clearly were. Mm. Mm. Um, but they still insisted on going to a tour to the States and, and we ended up with, with minimal preparation. And, and frankly, you know, it's got to be a factor because they're playing like that. And I, and I just wonder, you know, is the tail wagging the dog? Did the commercial interest take precedence over the playing interests? You know, what, what do you think? Uh, I don't think it's that. It's a bit simplistic. I, 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 I can understand why people think that, but for me, I, I think you're right. I think there was a sense that last season we just sort of ran out of steam. And we, I remember when we went out of the Champions League, actually thinking to myself... We were, out, we were bullied out of that. Well, we were, but also I was thinking, do you know what? I don't think we would have won the league if we'd stayed in because yeah. we yeah. just didn't seem like we Absolutely. had the, the, the strength... To, to see out what was going to be a very taxing campaign. So my prediction at the time was, we'll win one or the other. Um, and I do wonder whether that is the case this season. I think we also, the other factor is, Oscar's not been around. Oscar has been a great player for us yeah. in the early parts mm. of the season uh, for the last couple of years. So we are lacking a bit of that creative buzz. And when we were talking earlier about those, uh, uh, about the, the, the sort of, the way that teams are playing against us and, and that were last season what made the difference was individual brilliance yeah mm. agreed and that that little 10-15% extra that players those brilliant players can deliver they're not quite doing it mm. at the moment well I, I think one of the things is Oscar played brilliantly in the first game yeah and he's been absent has he been injured 
or has it been? been yeah. He's definitely been injured. Yeah. He's not been parked as part of a potential nah. other deal nah. because he's been very good. Because I actually think that it's a shame because when Fabregas has struggled, the reason why he has stayed on there is because he's the only one of those players who can thread the ball through. He's the only one that can exactly. actually yeah. unlock the door for for yeah. use of a more cliched the, the, the phrase. The corollary of that, yeah, you know, goes back to what we were saying about being worked out. But I mean, I. I, I I think this. I mean, I hope. I think I mentioned this on Absolute Radio on Saturday, and I'll, I'll kick myself if I didn't. Can I kick you? Uh, well, it depends. If I've mentioned this now, then you can't. This, I'll listen to recording and. No, okay. Yeah. All right. No, no. You can kick me after the recording. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. Uh, no, I mean after you've heard the podcast. So that's, you know, <laughs> okay. so yeah, might, yeah. it might not go out. Um, anyway, the point I was making is that, and I think actually you can also draw into this the whole point that there is no need to panic. There's only four four game's gone and, mm. and I was very clear to, to Ian Stone and the wonderful Perry Groves that you know Chelsea will be there or thereabouts at the end of the season don't you know kid yourselves yeah and one of the reasons why this is is because I think actually the average teams are all getting a lot better and it's no accident yeah. that so many of them are winning away from home Palace's record is the best in the league West in away Ham. wins in this year West, West Ham absolutely killed Liverpool 3-0 much to our delight um, but actually, a, a lot of that I think is to do not just the fact that they're, they're, they're far better organised than they ever were. So they, they all play a very kind of you know that eight people behind the ball, and they all have the pace uh, to hit people on the break, and they do it very effectively. Um, but I think the other thing that you need to recognise is that is the TV money has enabled a lot of the average exactly. mid-table and even exactly. lower table sides to buy better players. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, look at Swansea. Well, Swansea beat. Beat United, and we drew against them. I mean, you can now look at that point against Swansea as a point gained, not a point yeah, drop. Yeah. Uh, two points dropped, and everyone has a go that other teams raise their game when they play Chelsea, but yeah. not other teams. Now it's, it's stand not. up yeah. for the champions, yeah. but think, not too much. Yeah, please. I mean, Kabai yeah. to Crystal Palace. I mean, what a signing, yeah. for Palace. I mean, Johan Kabai was. He did say that that's because no big team came in for him. Did oh, you? I don't know. Yeah, no, yeah. I want to go back to London. But I think it's a, it's a really good point. Yeah. I mean, even if I did make it myself. But I, I think I think that... The, and, I, and I have to be honest, I applaud this. I, I, you know, you know, we all of us around the table of a certain age, we grew up with... I mean, the league in the 70s... I mean, the, the league in the 70s was brilliant because... How many contenders were there? Yeah. Really? Any, you know, any one of 10, 10 teams mm. could win it in the yeah. 70s. So if the gap is closing, I, I embrace that. But the the point for us is that you you know what we might lose more games this year than we have done for ten years. That's why you. But can't so will City. Exactly. So will United. Yeah. So will Arsenal. Yeah. So will Liverpool. The point is, everyone's saying City are eight points clear. We were seven points clear, and they caught up. We still went. Well, uh, Pellegrini made that yeah. point. You know, yeah. amazingly it's, it's enough, he, he made a decent point. No, August. it's, it's, it's ridiculous. not. It's such. But but having said that, I mean, you know, have, I mean, we, I think we did it to death in the part one about being work, worked out. But I think just it's not just about being worked out, Rick. I, I think. You know, you mentioned there was a lack of spark, a lack, lack of individual brilliance, and and I, and I just wonder. I mean, it's it's a, it's a criticism levelled at Jose a lot about being too reliant on, on being efficient and methodical, but, but I, I, I would ally that, that yeah. to a lack of yeah. pace and physicality at the moment. I think we're getting into a bit of small player syndrome. I agree. You know, and that's not very Jose. And people have been saying in the press all weekend. Very un-Mourinho-like performance. Well, it's a very un-Mourinho-like team in many respects. Yeah, I, I can see what you mean. I am. I, I, well, I've been saying it with the Ivanovic, the height and the power and things like that. Teams are bullying us, and I think. But the way that Fabregas and actually Matic himself were being robbed of the ball on Saturday, 
Mm. Yeah, well, it was really quite frightening. Yeah, but, uh, like men we, against boys at some parts. But you know, this is the this is the sort of the group intelligence, if you like, uh, of. The, I like a bit of groupthink. You know what it is? <laughs> you know, with the, with the Premier League, you've got very clever managers. Yeah, and they may not always seem like that when they mm. appear in front of a microphone on outstanding. But they will character. They will look at how other teams. They'll say, "How did they get the result?" Oh well, you know, look at what City did against mm. us. Yeah. Where they switched Toure to the left of midfield specifically to to exploit the weakness that they perceived that was there on our on our right, yeah, yeah, and, it, and it worked. And there are that's what teams do, and they all it's a bit like that thing. What is it? Um, Air, uh, 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 um, uh, die Hard Two. When so when one of the planes lands, and then they all go, "Oh look, we can do that! Look, full of the flares yeah. and all land." That's what they're all doing. They're all looking yeah. down and saying, "That's the method. Yeah. That's Chelsea. the way that you beat Chelsea. You exploit yeah. that it's that space true. there." And we at the moment. Uh, he hasn't found a formula, mm. but he's the best manager in the world. Well, he absolutely. will find a formula. Well, uh, yeah. Having said that, though, Dan, I mean, you know, do you think? Do you think? Do you think it's a valid point that we can also look at Jose and maybe blame him for a little bit? I mean, you know, at the end of the day, he, he's he the would. guy in charge. Yeah, he would. Well, he, he, yeah. you know what? To be fair, I mean, I, I said this earlier, didn't yes. I? I thought his post-match presser mm. was the best I've seen from Jose yeah. for a long time, and, and I've always had that sense about him. He can be a right pillock sometimes and a right pain in the ass, but when the shit hits the fan, actually he stands up and he yeah, fesses yeah. up, you know. And he said, you know what? It's my responsibility, and that's kind of what yeah. I mean. But but in more detail, you know, we haven't been creative enough in attack. And it's well known that his, you know, well, I say it's well known, but I, I've heard that his idea about attack is to just let them get on with it, you know. But yeah. not just that. I mean, there has been an absolutely palpable lack of trust in a lot of the squad players, and I think that might be having an effect. And I just wonder if there have been a few tantrums behind the scenes. I mean, you know, can we point the finger at Jose in any way in those areas? I think that's... Oh, sorry. Okay, no, no, no. no, no fish I was going to say, there are lots of journalists out there who are enemies of, of our club who are trying to pretend there's a... You know, they've heard things behind the no, scenes. Like, and like hell. I think that's a load of old nonsense. I've heard, I've heard nothing of the sort. Mm. What you have at the moment is the key players. And, you know, Jose sort of mentioned uh, that there was a player that he didn't want to dig out, but he wasn't doing what it was. I, I Personally, I think he was looking at Eden Hazard, not tracking back... Yeah. Yeah, not, not stopping that that goal, and he's thinking, Eddie, what are you doing? You know, this is yeah. something I thought we'd been through time and time again. You've got to track back. That's part of your brilliance that you do that. Mm. So I think there's there's a bit of frustration for him there. Mm. He, also, his father's very ill, yeah. so that yeah. that you know, if any, that explains if any a lot of, of the have, anger. If any of you have had <coughs> that, you know, it's yeah, a, well, it's, a it's terrible a tough thing. Yeah. And we also he deserves credit because he went straight over to Balassi. To say, you know, condolences because Balassi lost his father the previous oh, week. So he was, I didn't that, notice well, that. I mean, with, some, my, with my psychotherapist, I, yeah. I didn't realise why he'd done yeah, it. Yeah, Balassi lost his father yeah. the week before. Yeah, so that's interesting. Look, I think, look, come on. You, you, everybody knows man. me, knows that how much I adore I mean, the man on, for every reason. But, you know, he's human, you know, and he's not, yeah. he's not blameless. He's not faultless. Matt, We've all got faults. With my psychotherapist hat on, I absolutely get. Uh, you know the displaced anger that he must be feeling about mm-hmm. his father. It's very difficult when you're in a position like that, very much in the public eye, yeah. and you've got to keep a lid on it. So it's going to explode in other areas. And I think that's what was that's. I think the overreaction to the uh, John thingy Bob, I forget his second name now, and the Eva Canero. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think there was a lot of that where Jose was right, 
but I think the, he definitely overreacted, and that that is That's, that yeah. is displaced it's anger. Tipping point. Yeah. Um, well, but, but do you think you know? Do you think do you think you can point the finger at him in other areas, Dan? Or, was, or, or, or you know? look, he's the best coach in the world, mm. and they all make mistakes. You know, Paisley's made mistakes, Ferguson's has made mistakes. He will fix it. There's no better you man. Know, even I've made mistakes, it. Dan. Yeah. I know it's strange no, to hear. No, 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 surely not. Surely not. Destroy my image of you. I think I I won't be surprised if he's thinking right. You know, I will get this right. Buck stops at me. He might just go back to four three three because everyone's playing four two three run right now. So if we suddenly slip to four three three, we've got the wild players: Robin and Duff, Pedro Hazard, striker through the middle, Matic, Fabregas, Oscar midfield. Then it's a yeah, game changer. The one thing I think you could say is that what the way that we that we attack with the same is the same players playing the same way. Yeah, and it's something that we we were saying that we needed to be exceptional to overcome the resistance that teams were offering us last season and we haven't offered anything kind of new that were a new dimension if you like to make them rethink so they so when they've they've had a whole summer holiday and they've all been going what did Chelsea do that's so brilliant and they're going oh yeah that 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 and we haven't had if you like I hate the phrase but a game changer someone who adds that dimension where they go oh my god we thought we'd cope with all of their uh, uh, they're uh, attacking wares, but now there's another thing. Mm. Pedro's a bit like yeah, that, but yeah. he's actually yeah, the, the West. His influence on the West Brom game was really interesting because yes. that actually entirely proves your point. And it, it was my frustration with the transfer, which we're not talking about, is the fact I'm not saying we go out and we buy a new team. We don't need that. You need a couple of guys to come in who mix things up so the opponents don't know what's going on. Pedro against West Brom completely proves that point. They didn't know what he was going to do, where he came from. Fantastic. When the two boys came on, on Saturday, yeah. yes, yes yeah. Palace were tiring, yeah. but they ran at them. They didn't yeah. know what they exactly. were doing. And you were talking about Loftus-Cheek. I agree, it was his best performance in Chelsea shirt. And do you know why? Because he was actually doing what he naturally does. He'd been picked previously to be a holding midfielder, which he's not. His biggest strengths, he's a big lad, he's going forward mm. and bossing and he it. cracked and a fantastic shot yeah. off no, that as was well. Kennedy. Was it Kennedy? Yeah, yeah, it was. Kennedy. yeah. yeah. so... You've got to watch quite, a dodgy uh, Rick, Rick makes a great point. Not a big point, but a great point. <laughs> but the I fact kind of prefer the massive point. <laughs> average point. An average point. An average point. He talks a lot of Better than a small point. But, but yeah. it is doing something different. And that is what Jose has to do. He has to mix it up and he has to change it. And it's he's going to do it. He's not, yeah, just, just do something that fasting. teams aren't expecting. Yes. Two, two quick points. Jose's not afraid of making changes. Not signing Pogba, could this be his breakthrough season for Loftus-Cheek, given a chance right? This could possibly You prove it. And he obviously likes Kennedy because he's been fast-tracked into the team. He's nowhere near Holland, which is a good sign. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, as we said earlier on, Kennedy particularly, but also seeing the the most mature performance and the most comfortable performance I've seen from RLC. It was lovely. I think we kind of moved into this territory. I'm going to go back to one of the points in a minute if we get time, but... Uh, we're, we're kind of already at this point, I think. And uh, I, I wrote this before the transfer deadline day had finished. But I, so I said, assuming no more transfers, obviously I forgot about Michael Hector, who's clearly going to play a pivotal role for in the Champions League <laughs> campaign. Um, for me, uh, I, I don't know what you think, but you know, for me, I think it, it really does rest uh, on who plays at number ten and who partners Matic. You know, and and just to to. to you know, for example, in in my my next team after the international break would are, be. Are we looking at your team? We are Courtois, Aspie, Zuma, JT, Rahman, 
Matic, Oscar or Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Pedro, Oscar or Hazard. Hazard or Kennedy. So in other words, you know, you, you've either got Oscar playing defensive uh, on the double pivot with Matic or as the number 10, or you've got Ruben Loftus-Cheek there or Hazard as the number 10. You no I mean? William. No William. Why? Because I think that William's... Uh, it's great. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of William, but I think, you know, we talked a minute ago about our need for something different, some creative mm-hmm. spark. And much as I love William's attitude, I love his industry, I love his energy, and I love his discipline too. I mean, he gets back, unlike somebody like Pedro on Saturday, but you get nothing else yeah. from him. He, as we talked about on Twitter the other em, day, em it's brother. all fart and no shit, Rick. <laughs> yeah. Em, no, I, I think the problem with. I and think, I was actually in the Kazi when I tweeted that. <laughs> yeah, so I think in case you were wondering. I think, I think you said that. And it, was a, <laughs> it made the, uh, the metaphor even, <laughs> yeah. even more. There glorious. was no metaphor there at all. It's art admitting life. But you know what I mean. I mean, William's great, but. Most improved pl- For me, most improved player he, last season. Yeah, I, I'm not. But no I'm end not product. Not, yeah, and we need more than bring that. him on yeah. Seth Mikel to close the game down personally but if, if, I, if I'm seeing yes. a player like if yeah. I'm seeing Harry yeah you know yeah. if I'm seeing a player like thank you Rick Kennedy crack a shot off like he did and he's only got 15 minutes you know and it's actually on target whereas Williams are always about 15 yards over the bar yeah, you know I'm thinking opportunities to shoot you know you, you've got um, my son Ollie always <laughs> says to me oh what do you always say? Professional footballers got to at least trouble the goalkeeper yeah. or hit the target with one of those. And West, you know, West, West Brom, yeah, that missed. Oh, oh, oh God! You know, you've got to hit the target. But you that's can't. you know, we, you were talking yes. about. We went from four feckless four to famous five. The or sixth mescaline. is William, right? Because William does a fantastic job. And that job goes unnoticed when the, yeah. the rest of the team are yeah, doing their job. Yeah. When the rest of the team aren't doing their job, his deficiencies are highlighted. Mm. Uh, the fact that he's not got an end product. Yeah. Mm. So I think that's another... Mm. But it also it also kind of goes round to what you were saying about the lack of com- uh, you know competition, competition for places. places. Yeah. And I mean, see, I think now, you know, we, I, Kennedy looks a viable winger for me. So if William's not up to scratch or you want to move Hazard... Because it does intrigue me why Hazard doesn't play in the number 10. And I know I've heard the argument that he gets more space if he's out on the wing and he can cut inside. And I get that. But I think but he's even, not even, playing there, is he? Yeah, but Jose he, he alluded to it in there, but he doesn't play there. Jose alluded to it last year. You want to be Messi, you want to be Ronaldo. Where do they play, Rick? Mm, I know. Well, that's the, that's straight the thing, up the middle, yeah. number ten role. That's yeah. the, the best player on the team, the most creative, skillful player on the team well, he, should be in that role. Maybe just lacks that little bit of confidence. I, I, I don't know whether, in all the time that Jose's been at the club, whether he will introduce two younger players into the side together. He might do one. I mean, he might the, do I one. Ju- I don't know. <laughs> he might have the one, the one, the one. Oi, thing- Jose, do <laughs> one. Let's turn yeah. into EastEnders. Do <laughs> one. Yeah. Well, he is Frank Butcher. Hat. Hat. <laughs> oh, my God. It's my ring. It is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Say run around. Say run around. Run around. Run around. Run around. But the one, the one, the, this is a good time to debunk the crap about Jose making substitutes to make a message to the board. What a load. Oh, that's rubbish. Twitter Tosh. shit. Well, it also journalistic journalist fantasy. Journalist. Yes. Well, that's what Sunez yeah. said, wasn't it? against yeah. Man City about taking journalistic JT fantasy overthink away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for McDonald's maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery you in order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com Cheech. JK 
In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Okay. Anyway, I shall, I shall, go, I shall go back to the old. Okay, kick. I mean, you know, I can, so, I can see. I, I can see. Look, if we, if we take your, it's uh, just your, a suggestion. Plan, I mean, you know, hmm. uh, 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 Baba Rahman hasn't started yet. It was interesting, obviously, that Kennedy was was. Oh, by the way, I. I Little pet project working out how many US presidents have uh, we've got the surname we've had the surname of playing in our team. Terrible thing that I shouldn't have mentioned it, should I? I should have. Shut no, I'm now I'm that. just speechless, Rick. And that doesn't happen very often. Kennedy, so Bush, yeah, Harrison. Yeah. Oh, there's a, there's a few a of them. Yeah. No, we haven't had a no. Carter. No, not yet. That's maybe we should sign one. Lincoln. But, we haven't had a Roosevelt, no. have we? No, no, we haven't. What if Jimmy Carter still Someone said we've had Weisenhower. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Oh, God. If only Humphrey Bogart had been a president. This should have have been started on Twitter because it's it's puntastic, isn't it? It really is. Anyway, go on, back to the point. Uh, Well, I think it was interesting that Kennedy was chosen as a left-back, ostensibly ahead of Bubba Rahman, who who is an attack. He's a proper solid left-back, but also an attacking, Mm. crossing one. Kennedy was there to take on people. I can't see him starting there. Rahman, let's see what happens there. You've got Oscar in about 12 positions. Well, but therein lies the problem. But, I mean, you, th- that, that's <laughs> well, Oscar all over. No, you can't see that word. <laughs> no, get your glasses on. Rick. <laughs> that, but that actually, in a way, encapsulates the problem with Oscar. You know, we've had the guy for three years. Yeah. We've had the guy for three years. What is his best and most effective position? I don't think anybody, I least think, of all Jose, knows. I think right of a, in a four-two-three-one, right attacking midfield, where Which he is can, where he plays where he Brazil. Interchange yeah. where he can interchange with Fabregas yeah. if necessary, because he does have that mission critical element in his yeah. game where he spots the danger yeah. and he and he's got the in. energy and the physicality. I mean, I've been saying for two years. Uh, I mean, i.e., even before. In fact, I was I was saying it when 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 Frank's Chelsea career was kind of petering out. I think that that if we're going to play four two three one, then you know Oscar is the double pivot in waiting mm. because he's mm. got the legs that Frank doesn't have to play in that role. Mm. 
and 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 also the range of passing. I mean, Oscar can knock a fifty-yard pass off, no problem at all. I, I would. You can I thread would happily, it. As you, uh, I can't remember who it was that said it. You can thread the ball. Mm. Fabregas and him are the only ones yeah. really that can. Yeah. I would really happily see that. Oscar next to Matic, and and if if Fabregas pricks up his form, which I, I am sure he will. Then move him into the number ten. Well, position. he did. He did. You know, don't forget, he was the one who put the ball out for Pedro to yeah. set up the goal. He's not. He's, he's still. He's, he's not, still he's got not a disaster. We, you know, however, however badly he got coated off against West Brom, he still picked out in the second half a fantastic pass. Yeah. The yeah. ball that he played for Costa, I think it was against Man City. Mm. It was him that yeah. when Threaded Costa it, hit yeah. the post. Yes, everything that's created is via him. I so. think it's a very good point to end it on, which is, to quote Oscar Wilde, rumours of Fabregas' demise have been greatly exaggerated. So there we go. Anyway, we shall see. I mean, actually, just to wrap that up totally, um, we, of course, we've got an international break now, so they're not going to be together for another week or two, which I don't know. I mean, that could either be a, a godsend or it could be a real drawback. I don't know. What do you think? Very quickly around the table, what do you think? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's a nightmare for supporters. Yeah. <laughs> good answer, yeah. Rick. It's Dan- a good thing. Yeah, get, out, they take, get take, away from it. Take all. stock, yeah. come back. I think that's a good point. Definitely Clay. a good thing. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. We're on, a, we're on a roll and not a good one. Lovely. Okay. Well, with that uh, in mind, uh, we're going to have a quick break, and after which we're going to talk to Rick about his new book, which is called Chelsea: The Complete Record. We will see you in a second. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Right, welcome back. I am Stanford Chidge, and uh, you're listening to Chelsea Fancast, which has a little bit of a half-time break. Uh, But now, I'm very delighted to say we've got a great friend of mine and, and a wonderful author, the official Chelsea historian, Mr. Rick Glanville. And he has got a new Chelsea book. Uh, and I shall read you a little bit of, of, of what it says on the old fly cover. It's Chelsea, the complete record, uh, is the definitive account of one of Chelsea's... Sorry, I, I got my, I've got my glasses on by the way. Anyway, I'll start that again. Chelsea, the complete record, is the definitive account of, uh, of Chelsea, recounting every conceivable detail of our 110-year-long history. Chelsea official historian Rick Glanville and uh, club statistician. Easy for you to say, yeah. Paul Dutton have spent years trawling through the archives to uncover every conceivable fact and figure about the club in this monumental work. They have painstakingly provided details of every game, lineup, goal scorer, attendance, and result, as well as a plethora. I love the word. I love the word plethora of other facts and figures. Weighing in at 550 pages. Now that... It's 650. It's 650. (laughs) That is... So it's value for money, people. That's history. It's value for money. Uh, And with full appendixes uh, detailing the careers of hundreds of players to have turned... Hundreds of careers or every... uh, All... Yeah, everyone who's played for the first team. Okay, everybody who's played for the first team. And a few who shouldn't. Okay, so even Jason (laughs) Cundy gets a a bit in it. uh, To have turned out for the club, as well as a season-by-season narrative account of Chelsea's history. This is the must-read book for every fan of one of European football's modern powerhouses. 
How about that? It does sound fantastic, Rick. So it come on, fantastic! I wish I'd done it. <laughs> Who wrote that? Did, did you write? The, did you write no, that no, bit too? The publisher wrote that bit. Well, I tell you what, he's earned his corn with that. Absolutely. I'm really excited now. I just—it's a shame we haven't actually physically got. No, I do not know if we had. I don't have a copy I know. yet. Well, if we'd have had that, I would imagine oh. a 550-page hardback book is. You could have, you could have slapped we it. Could. Shall I do an impression of what it would have sounded like? Yeah. No. No. Because you can't. have to you have to pick up the mixer and drop it. Yeah. And no, it I might go horrible. It would have been. Uh, yeah, more than that. Harder than that. Power. No, I think yeah, that's more like Okay, it. all right. I'm, I'm, you know, never mind the quality, feel the weight. Yeah. Um, Rick, <laughs> exactly. I mean, first, first question. First question. Um, you know, what? That's what I say to the missus. Hey, bottom tush. I'm here all week. Carry on up. It's a bit, actually, funny, it's about five inches as well. What, so, the book? Yeah, so... So it's quite small, really. It's quite hard as well. No, yeah, small but five, hard. <laughs> extra five inches. Enough, honestly. We haven't even got Jonathan Kidd on the show. We've got no excuses tonight. <laughs> right, first things first. What was the idea for the book, mate? Well, uh, Paul and I have always loved the uh, the uh, Cheshire and Hawking's books. Yeah, uh, Ron Hawking. Yeah, yeah. Mm. God bless them. Yep. And, uh, you know, we, we were big we were friends of theirs as well. And in fact, when Ron Hawkins' last book was published posthumously, I said to the club, you know what, we should take this project over because there are actually, um, it was a, a fantastic piece of work, but there were lots of errors in it because it was difficult to yeah. do, to compile every match detail and it's every lineup, every result, everything like that. It is bloody hard to do. And it's much easier to do it now than it was in their day. They painstakingly put all this stuff together, but there were omissions and, and, and things that were incorrect. So we approached... That um, didn't happen. So I said to Paul, look, you know what, we've got to do it sometime. And so we started then... So when was that? Five years ago? Maybe even long... Ten years ago, I think it was now. We started to compare our uh, notes that we'd made on the book to improve it, basically. And a few years ago, uh, we were approached by a publisher to to say, look, you know, uh, we're doing these books of complete record, Decubitown, they're called. And they said, would you like to do a Chelsea one? And so, so this was about four years ago. Paul and I said, yes, it's exactly what we have in mind. And a chance to really go back and check all the details we possibly can and make sure everything is right. Add in the bits that are missing, because there were a lot of those sort of things. I reckon we've made about four... Th- Four or five thousand additions or or mm. corrections to what was there before, and to give you an idea of what the how painstaking it was in 1948-49, there were in the previous uh, statistical histories, there were, the goals were wrongly attributed to players. They were given as own goals by uh, uh, um, by uh, opponents, and we had to go through four or five match reports for every game Jesus. Uh, uh, to check and to go through the also the Chelsea program every Chelsea program checking these these goals looking at what the next season what they printed about who'd scored the goals before looking at annuals to to compare them uh, actually talking to Albert Saul who's a lovely fella brilliant statistician and saying to him because I, I knew he'd taken over the program that time in 1948-49 I said to him can you remember this as a as a as a as a fact that there were goals wrong and he said Rick, I can tell you that if I looked at it over the summer and I printed the, the changes in the follow the first programs of the following season, that would have definitely been correct. So we've sort of that's the sort of level of 
where we've been checking all of these things that we've, we've gone into. And I hope, you know, obviously we'll, we've probably introduced errors ourselves because that's the nature of the thing. You know, most religions say, you know, you don't, uh, don't try and emulate God by trying to achieve perfection. Well, we've definitely not done that. I bet, I, I bet <laughs> you that as an atheist. I bet you the there are less typos than the average copy of CFC UK, though, <laughs> to be fair. Uh, hold on a minute, you can't say that. <laughs> no, you can't say that! <laughs> but it, it was a, you know, abs- it's really, really hard work, and we've tried to do the best possible job we could, but I think it will, it really is, if you like, those Hawkins and Cheshire, those were the Bibles. This is like a New Testament. Wow, I like that. I, the, the New Testament according to Rick Glanville. I like that. <laughs> and pulled up. Who, of course, in Chelsea circles is often called God. Uh, you, yeah, you know, as, as people well know. You might not know that, Rick, but actually... Which is we, why we're all nearly. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> is that why it was? Yes, it was. Oh, thank God for that. Yeah, God. Well, I took his hip up there. I thought it was going, I thought it was going on U-tree again. Um, now, listen, we don't have to... We don't have to... <laughs> I'll just let you get your laughs. Oh, uh, we don't actually have the book here with us, but we've got. I've, I've just printed out a couple of uh, pages from it, just to give you people an idea, just to, to, to kind of try and graphically articulate what, what you've just been talking about. I've got the 1950-51 season here, and, and it has got a wonderful kind of bit of editorial about what happened in that season. And, and it's interesting that you mentioned Albert Sewell and, and the old programmes, because beyond that, in terms of the analysis of, of, of the season by match by match, the layout is redolent of even the modern program you know where they you know it's 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 who it's the date and it's easy well, it's, to it's read the date and, the opposition yeah. the competition the venue the result the attendance the scorers and then um you know who played including substitutes i would imagine we well, were almost going to put a tick box on it because we thought people might want to look back at their first game and yeah. tick off the games that they've been yeah. to and then we thought well what do you you know how far do you take it back how many people are there that's well, still yeah, alive that yeah. went to 1905 but it was, you know, we, we do realise that it is a, you know, it's the book to add to your anoracorium. But it's yeah. one, it, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm famously known for not being a massive lover of stats, but yeah. ironically, a massive lover of history, which is yeah, odd yeah. because the two tend to go hand in hand. This is a sort of mixture of both. Hopefully. Yeah. But do you know how I look at this? I know this, this might be a weird thing for, you to, for, for mm. me to equate to it, but this reminds me of Wisden. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, having yeah. said that, I'm not into stats, but I am into history. I, I, I absolutely love Wisdoms because, I, and I read Wisdom by, you know, it's going a, back and looking at. It's, it's, it's an, I can remember a game that I might have gone to 30 years ago, and yeah. I thought, what the bloody hell happened? And I go back to Wisdom, and I, and, and, and it brings me right back. And I, ha- I have a suspicion that that this book will do exactly the same thing. It is, and also that you're looking at the season by season section. Mm. There's a whole second section at the back, which is all. Uh, 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 cumulative facts and so you can look up who, uh, our complete record against every other team we've got a uh, complete list of penalty takers how many they missed goalkeepers how many goal penalties they saved and so there's a, an enormous like an mashup in a of yeah. statistics at the back so it's the two sections complement each other hopefully very very well and it is that sort of thing where you take this and you the, the Liverpool fan down the pub and you just say to him, go on then, fire anything to us about our lack of history. And then you go through and you say, okay, well, look, this is what we did. This is where your your greatest ever uh, home attendance in the league was against Chelsea in, in uh, 1950. So uh, what do you say about us not having any any history on that? So lots of kind of... Um, the, one I, the one I always use is that they won the FA Cup for the first time the year before our first appearance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Our first match was against Liverpool... 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. League match, wasn't it? The first uh, league friendly. match? Friendly. Friendly, 4-0. Yeah, 4-0. We, we beat them 4-0. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. how can you these say we got no history? Essential. 1905, but, but we least, played you in a friendly, we got no history. But at least with a book that size, you can give them a really big whack over the head. Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well, do you know what we That's said? That's the other useful thing. You know what we said? Sort of put a handle on it. Well, do you know what we said last week when we were, we were you know, teasing the fact that you were coming on the show? And I said, it's a really big, heavy book, so a bit like a Chelsea brick. <laughs> you know, it has other uses it'd be fantastic actually it's not you know it's funny you know, for those who are familiar with uh, the Hawking's Cheshire uh, mm. books mm. it's a smaller format than that it's more oh, like right. an, an A5 oh right okay, okay. And, uh, it's, uh, but it's so you can actually carry it in your hand so it's not that it's not that size then it, no it's about well, you know this is great 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 radio, radio this yeah. makes, but it's about for those listening in black and white it's, it's a bit above A5 alright so oh, right. okay so, yeah 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 yeah, like a yeah, like a mol- size. moleskin size. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can everybody, like a moleskin. Eric, can everybody see that? Yeah. 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 Does everybody understand <laughs> out there now? Yeah. Okay, it's yeah, like just, moleskin size. Just leave thicker. a few seconds silence just while people can yeah. look at yeah. that. Yeah, hang on, hang on. Yeah. Yeah. Sound effects. I'll tweet. I'll tweet if I want. <laughs> um, okay, mate. I mean, you you already told us it took what ten years to compile. Well. It, uh, we started to sort of collect and collate and compare and try and work out what the uh, how we could improve it ten years ago. Yes, wow! But we've been working time. on it for you know really seriously for probably the last three years or something like that. So right, I, I tell you what I do. What occurred to me, and I, I bet you haven't done this. So you know maybe you could do like a like we did with the uh, making history, not reliving it. We had to do an over eighteen yes. copy. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, but, I remember yeah, that. You know. <laughs> Otherwise, my old school would never have been seen. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, you've just something just occurred to me actually, because actually, what we need is like a, a bite-sized kind of, almost like a um, kind of um, what do they what do you call it? Uh, like a cue card for, for, for. So when you're in the pub, when there's some rabid scousers, yeah, yeah, rabid scousers just mouthing off, and you can get the whatever, okay, yeah. and you just give them ten bullet points to completely debunk all their theories, and one for Arsenal. Yes. There's no need for one for Spurs. Flashcards, uh, yeah. Yeah, but you know what I mean, idea, wouldn't it? Yeah, you know, so you say so like 10, 10 points to basically fuck off any scouser should the need arise. Well, I'm arise. afraid you can use this, but you'll have to draw your own, uh, draw your own information out. It's interesting, though. If it's there's, idea, mate, if there's anyone present. who's a good illustrator, I would love to do a graphic novel of Chelsea's history. And I don't know anyone that's done it for wow. football. Uh, for any football club, where you actually go through the fantastic episodes and stories of our history. Do you know, it's, and you... It's, it's really interesting you should say that, because going back to toilet reading, the other day I was looking yeah. at my Roy of the Rovers annual, you know, because yeah. they reproduced a couple of them yeah, recently, yeah, yeah. and yeah, there yeah, is yeah, like yeah. a graphic history, okay, it's only four pages of Spurs, mm. You know, oh, and it was like I was on the that? toilet because I didn't that? have any paper. Um, <laughs> yeah. but no, but that that was that was exact. That yeah. was exact exactly that. So you know, it is it is. And we have got these really colourful stories that I think would work in that dramatic. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, Munich, for example. But what yeah. that would be absolutely oh, yeah. the Lampard arms out celebration or whatever. So much, you know. There's yeah. there's. There's all that on-field drama, but there's also loads of off-field off drama as well. You know, the, the, the idea that we, in 1955, we're denied to being the first uh, English club to enter Bloody the Champions League. Was it Hardacre? It was Hardacre. Hardacre was, the, was taken over, and yeah. I think he was the one who put his foot down. But there was an incumbent that was involved as well. But, you know, these dramatic stories mm. that are really vivid and I think would work really well for a younger audience. Yeah. But, 
But I, I, lo- I love there, I, an illustrator. Yeah. Obviously, a very good illustrator. Oh, okay. Then I was going to put my crayon away. But actually, I think I think actually, you know what what Clayton said about the the Royal the Rover style kind of graph. I think if you did it in that right, the first the first. TV program that I got to produce and and still the best one that I got mm. to produce large because we had a budget of half a million, but our titles were done in the style of a football comic, mm-hmm. uh, so but we animated it as you can imagine. Yeah, so we yeah. had, and of course I insisted that on the end uh, kind of shot was the animated shot of Jimmy Floyd Hasselbeck scoring against Man United, <laughs> but it was all done like that with pages turning, it was yeah. fantastic, and yeah, we had yeah, yeah. Um, the cult she sells sanctuary as the soundtrack before anybody had decided to use it. Now it's ubiquitous. But uh, So I think that'd be brilliant. You know, like almost like a Royal the Rover-style graphic history of Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, it'd be fantastic. Or, you know, or, or even a, a kind of, you know, a, a classic uh, graphic novel. I think it would, with different episodes yeah. through the history. And there's, you know... Cracking idea. Yeah. So we now know what your next book is then, Rick. Well, maybe. I've got to, you know, someone... Get, do those little flashcards for Christmas. Rick Glanville on Twitter. Flashcards for Christmas. Do that little Chris. That, that. that. That's brilliant. I love that. Ten, ten points that should to, be, to, to screw over It should over be like, like the nutshell, you know, the exam yeah. cards. Chelsea history in a yeah. nutshell. I think that would work really well as like on an app or something like yeah. that. It's a really good idea. So you could just get it out and go, oh, Scouser, right, boom, boom. <laughs> See, yeah. Tell, Tell used to do this in his own yeah. little way because he used to get very cross, as mm. you probably remember. Um, oh, yeah, and then is. he would like he would like post things on Twitter, but he would dig this out. He would ferret around no, for this stuff, work on it. you know. Yeah. And it, he would like he'd dig out the old attendances one, the first, the fact that we won a European trophy mm-hmm. before Liverpool, yeah. all these kind of things. This is why I remember the four nil and the the mm-hmm. fact that we were in the mm-hmm. Khaki Cup final. I think the year after they, you know, so that's what you need. Like yeah, ten yeah. points, okay, scouts are boom, 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 it's like boom. Rebuttal points, yeah, isn't it? yeah. Isn't it? yeah. And then the same for Arsenal, same for United, all the people that we really hate. Okay, that I try and have a go at us. So it could be endless, mate, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we digress. Uh, see my agent afterwards, Rick. Anyway, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, here we go. This kind of links quite well into that. What Out of the entire book of 550 pages and millions of stats, what is your favourite stat and fact that you unearthed? Perhaps something that you didn't know about before. Well, Bearing in mind that you know 95% of it, I suspect. Well, actually, uh, it was the fact that my... It was one of my ancestors that sold the land to Gus Mears no in nineteen oh five. Oh wow. <laughs> he was a uh, his name was Robert Stance. Bloody hell. And he owned he was a market gardener, Huguenot uh, background, and he owned the land at uh, uh, on uh, Stanford what became Stanford next to the old <laughs> athletics ground. And he died in nineteen oh two and he had it in he he told his family um, that he didn't want it to be sold for two years, or it couldn't. I think it had to be used for athletics for two years. That was it. And his niece sold in 1904, sold that to to Gus Mears. So, uh, just in, a, in a, the last year, I've discovered that my ancestor sold the land that Stamford Bridge is on. There. So basically, you used to own de facto Stamford well, Bridge. Well, he, he's a he's a he's not a direct ancestor. He's a He's my Robert is my fourth cousin five times removed. Bloody hell! Yeah, it's a bit. <laughs> but tenuous, I mean, I, but that's good imagine, enough. It's good enough. How flabbergasted I was to find that out. That is insane, that isn't it? My Poulan uh, and Levesque uh, ancestors who are Huguenots. Wow, they're the ones who. You'd uh, be on the Phantom now if he was alive, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Always, yeah. <laughs> Just one little thing that <laughs> yeah, I've discovered. Yeah. Do you know what? But, but this, oh, Clayton's the perfect man for me. The, the the property lawyer. You can look into it for me and see whether there's any. Uh, shenanigans that took place in 1904 I will do that in the morning but there's, a, there's also I think there's some very beautiful symmetry to that though because you know your 
ancestor kind of owned the ground yeah. and now you're on the board of CPA which, yeah, no, which owns the ground yes I know, I, I, you know? He'd, be, he'd be really I How think about like, that? Robert Stump would be absolutely delighted wouldn't that be I mean that's amazing yeah, if you yeah. think about it and wow. I've just been I, 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 just, I don't know if any of you have been down there yet I've been down to the to Stamford Bridge today to look at the uh, proposals for the for the new stadium and it does look magnificent and the attention to detail and the whole the holistic approach i mean it's remarkable what they're doing within this very tight framework that you now have to build a stadium you know the health and safety uh, crowd guidelines everything like that what they're it's a, it's a beautiful piece of architecture mm. as well as a, a, a functioning football ground it's going to be the best remarkable. stadium in, in in the country let alone london I live near the Emirates, and that looks shabby yeah. now. Oh, seriously, it's it does terrible. Yeah, but you know what? To be fair, I mean, I remember because I spent a bit of time up in Crouch End just after uh, it was built. Yes, mm. we don't like to talk about that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I describe it as my time away in the Navy. But anyway, um, <laughs> well, we all know what happens in the Navy. Yeah. If we, you know, if you come down Crouch Run Hill, buggery in the lash. Yes, not necessarily in that order. Uh, well, but, in the uh, King's Head, you do get it in that order. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, that's a funny pub. There's, there's a com- comedy, comedy pub night, as well. Yeah. Anyway, enough. Yeah. We digress. You go down Crouch Hill and you get this wonderful vista of the Emirates Stadium. And actually, from that aspect, it looks incredibly impressive. But it still looks like something kind of space age and not like a football it's stadium. Been, I think it's got a little bit shabby. And I yeah, think, I think they, probably they right. built it yeah. for then. They weren't thinking about a landmark that would endure for the ages. And I think what you're looking at, if. They haven't even put the planning applications in yet. If it goes ahead as it looks, I think it will be a remarkable new addition mm. to to the you know the the architecture of, of London. Oh, totally! Be it'll be a landmark. Yeah, that, that, and I think I think if you're going to build something, you know, I mean, you know, people we moan about the the the, the kind of you know the the soullessness and the plasticity of the of the new Wembley, but. It's still a landmark. I mean, what do you know what I love? I mean, because uh, I drove up from Hampshire Shall today. Shall we always win there? Yes, it's yeah. our second home, and it will definitely be our, our second home. But when you drive along the Hogs Back from, mm. from Hampshire up to London, you can see the arch mm. on a clear day. Yeah. When you drive into uh, Kingston, or just at the, the end of the, the kind of the motorway bit of the A3, mm. uh, you can see the arch. Mm. When you're in Fulham... You can see the arch. Mm. So whatever its plasticity and its soullessness is, it is a landmark statement yeah. as a stadium. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think and that's Wem- what they should be Wembley, like. Wembley suffers from where it is. Well, it's in Wembley. Mm. doesn't exactly. help, does it? Yeah. I mean, there, there's nothing around there. There's no infrastructure. And I think that's why Wembley gets a bad press because of where it is. Well, we always, when we go there, and it is quite regular, let's face yes, it. Yes, there's absolutely, We always yes. meet in Edgeware Road or yeah, Marlborough, nice Harrow. Exactly. And we we yeah. meet in Paddington you go for the there same reason. Yeah, goes exactly. exactly that. Anyway, back to your book. Um, and I, I can't resist ask, asking you this because, I mean, it, you know, it is, it is plugged, if you like, as the definitive, you know, <laughs> historical record of Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. How definitive is it? I mean, do you, uh, or if you like, where do you go from here? Do you have another one in you or is that it? Um, well, what you do, in time, terms of time that. marches on. So 2015-16, actually, would we want to write about it at the moment? <laughs> Possibly not. It's not going to be like, <laughs> in, like, 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 a, like a new club shirt then. <laughs> so this will last us for a few yeah, exactly. years, Rick. All we'll right. do the Yokohama oh, Tires version. But, <coughs> um, no, no, I, I think I've got, I've got plenty. I've, I'm actually planning another book, which is all about the founders of, of Chelsea Football mm. Club that will be out next year. I'd love to do a graphic novel of it mm. and then probably 
that would be the time to take me out and shoot me. But I'll no, no more, you know, kind of fact, fact and stats type books of, of this uh, gravitas, if you like. Uh, well, uh, of course, you can, no always, need, you can always add to it. But uh, funnily enough, that my Chelsea FC miscellany that's being redone as a paper. Is it? That's out in October. But, um, but I, the thing is, I do spend an awful lot of time digging up new stuff yeah. about so our stuff. football yeah. club because. We were neglect. Our history was neglected for decades, and it's remarkable. I, I think is I, that why people say we've got no history because it was neglected. Possibly, and we were ashamed of it. Maybe because we didn't win anything. Um, but you can. I'm finding out more and more stuff. We're, we're lucky that, unlike uh, Scott and Ron, you know, it's all of this information is so much more accessible now. And I, I and I'm, you know, being the club historian has allowed me to a bit more freedom to to do the research and spend some time on that so you can always find new material uh, and it's and it's amazing how it t- things t- are turned on their head you just find a few letters or a, you've you know whatever and the, the story is turned on its head the, the accepted Chelsea uh, narrative is twisted and there's a few bits and pieces like that in the book as well that maybe that's the, be- that's the beauty of history so absolutely you know what even if it is definitive even if it is the most comprehensive one there's always room for more because things change I mean, I'm just people, and people will write better the versions of it than me in the years to come surely not Rick no uh, but, um, no no, no. Thri- nay nay and thrice nay but I will pick you oh, up right, on that rip thing. me off then alright I didn't know this this is something I've learned this evening that, that, that actually our, our history is, is kind of relatively untapped un, you know uncovered because it was neglected because we were embarrassed because you know, like Scousers and, and Gooners do, they, they measure history and trophies, which of yeah, course yeah. are two completely yeah. different things. Absolutely, and I, it's a ter- my sort of big thing that I'm trying to do is to track down the minute books and the ledgers from the club wow. that went missing in the late '80s. And um, <laughs> fancy that! What well, when Ken was there? No, Ken, no, it's nothing I've to do with Ken. Ken. If you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 please, no, Ken. I'm not. Saying anything like that, please, <laughs> no, please, we, nothing we, we like were that saying at all. That. It's a fact of uh, the years that happened. I, and I, if you actually, think we are, talk to our lawyer. Uh, yeah. He must not be I, named I DJ. Think, I think I know who's guilty, and it's <laughs> definitely not Ken. Yeah. Um, but that's something that would again, you know, the, the internal yeah. discussions that were taking yeah. place will 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 shed new light on on things in the future. So that's what I'm really desperate to to try and uh, retrieve them. Yeah, that'd be good, actually. Because, I mean, you know, we get this with governments, don't we, when, uh, you know, yes. after a certain period of time, and documents come the, out and, the secrets. and it gives yeah. you a whole new perspective on... I mean, I, I, I mean, this is kind of a weird thing to say. It's one of the things I actually enjoy about getting older is because I, I can remember... I mean, like, they had a whole spate of stuff that came out in Thatcher's administration, which, of course, I remember really clearly as, as mm. a kid. Mm. Um, but it gives you a whole new perspective on it, and I always find that quite fascinating. But to get that but with a private organisation is a lot harder, isn't it? And when you're in the thick of it at that time, you have a different perspective to how history measures it, mm. you know, as part of a continuum. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you reflect on something as being the start of something or the finish yeah. of something or midway through that point. Whereas when you look back on, you know, I'm looking back on the 20s and 30s, and I'm thinking, well, you know, this is what people were saying then, mm. but actually... When you see what happened afterwards, you know mm. they were wrong or that they were they were right, and it was part of a trend or it wasn't or whatever. So you can, you know, the the searchlight of history is is fascinating. Mm. Mm. But that's why it breathes, doesn't it? I mean, it, it, history lives. I mean, it, it evolves, and I think that that's the point, isn't it? 
Dan. Let's ask a question. Just you obviously read through years and years of match reports. Do the media hate us in the 20s and 30s and 40s and 50s as well? Or uh, A really good question, actually, because I would say more uh, that they were scornful of us. Mm-hmm. Because we were... If, if I was to characterise the two phases of, our, of, of the way that the media interpreted us, or three actually the first one was they just thought wow this club is just extraordinary and had such a huge impact from nowhere Mm -hmm. you know we were created from nothing and immediately we were the biggest club in 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 the country and in fact my research I think we were the biggest club in the world in in the 1920s because we were getting bigger crowds than Real Madrid and and Celtic and these other teams that had uh, you know, historically, you think of as being really popular. So we were this explosion of uh, uh, the fascinated teams mm-hmm. and we're, uh, money bags team and everything. And we changed football. We introduced the transfer window because we bought too many players. God damn in March. it! So essentially, twenties is replicated with Ram- Ramon's first. The, the, well, that's what I say. Actually, so you've got that. Sorry, just to sort of finish this, mm-hmm. you've got. And then in the thirties and forties, we were we had brilliant players. We won nothing. Then, of course, you know, 55, uh, the, the sort of the great uh, uh, Ted Drake, and we won something finally. In the 70s, we were the glamour team. And, and then really sort of from, uh, from the, when we all went wrong from the late 70s, we were the old useless Chelsea again. Yeah. You know, the music hall joke, we'd, the inconsistent and everything like that. And they heaped, we were just a story then. Yeah. Anything you could find, we were a story. So there were... The, the, um, but we, but they loved us because we created the stories, and that's really what what we are now. Our history from 1905 to now to now is a continuum of investing huge amounts of money in a, a fascinating football project. The the anomaly is the period from sort of 70s 75 through to 95 when we didn't really invest and we were down on our heels we were up and down and and, and not very good and not a story everyone was ignoring us well we were well the hooliganism well, no, that, that became right. the narrative yeah. sorry yes that's right yeah and exactly we were evil we were we were but i mean i think about it on the football side yeah, yeah, but you're yeah. absolutely right yeah. what what happened is that it was the stuff that attached itself to us that became the story. Yeah. It was yeah. irascible Ken Bates. Yeah. It was <laughs> the racism, like the hooliganism. Mm. It was the that face that we projected to the world had become a very ugly one. And in fact, if you think about what happened in sort of nine from Hoddle, part of what he do, what he did was he gave a, an engaging mm. human face. Um, with all them cliches that he is, and uh, but, but he was a yeah. Was but if a it was brilliant, if it hadn't been for them things, uh, Rick, we would not be where we are yeah, today. Absolutely right. And I, I joined the club. I started writing for the something club quite in Buddhist about that, isn't so it. Me and him were there for the revolution. <laughs> but, no, without without Hoddle, we would not have what we had. Foundations of the modern club. Absolutely, yeah. that's where the modern Chelsea was created, and I mean that in terms of. Pushing all of that racism and the, and, and 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 the hooliganism and to some degree the sort of the brutal face of Chelsea yeah. that went out of the window then and like bringing rude and people like that exactly we, we, went, we went from the, one the genial Chelsea. manager after the other people yeah. who were media friendly like yeah. you say Hoddle, yeah. Hullet, Viali yeah um, well I, I hate I hate to Zola came yeah. in you know yeah. we, 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 I hate to say it I hate to say it because it, it just really knocks me off when when I hear people say this but I think in the late nineties we were everybody's second favorite team yeah, yeah. because of the football that we played because of the kind of players that we had. 
and we, you know we had we had quite a Galacticos for that kind and of time. It, but and that that's right. And then what happens is I always say that the time to get rid of your manager is when every other team's supporters like him. Yeah. Because it means he's not being successful. Yeah. It means he's right. affable and ineffectual. Right. And same with a lot of players. But so what happened was once we started to win things, that's when it turned. The, the sort of the whole Envy. thing turned slightly, became envious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had not only are they sort of popular and they play great football, but now they're they're winning things that we used to win. Yeah, and that's Harding coming with his money and yeah, yeah and there was that there yeah. was that was that whole idea that we we didn't deserve it. But actually, what Harding and you know uh, and what Roman Abramovich brought in was what we had. It was millionaires that started our mm. club. Yeah. You know, they were they started it from scratch. We were called Moneybags Chelsea in 19, 1908, 1909. Yeah. We had the biggest turnover of any club three years after we'd started. Mm. We've always been like that. Mm. We have to accept that that is what we are. That is our... That is our. Uh, so we've always been plastered, Rex. I feel so much better. I don't think it is plastered. No, that's, that's our niche. That's what we are. We're Chelsea. That's, that's what's defined us. What's we're flat. Us. We're a bit flash. We're ambitious. We're in a flash part of London. Yeah, mm. yeah. I, th- I think just to keep a little, little bit, because we're wonderfully over time, because we've been having such a Sorry. great old... No, no, I, I, in a pleasurable way. It's, it's so nice to talk about things other than losing to Crystal Palace. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I think... I think I can't remember what I was going to say now, but anyway, it was really in, in, interesting at the time when I thought about it. Um, what, what I really need to do, uh, Rick... Oh, I know what I was going to say. Um, wouldn't it be interesting to do a book... Uh, that uh, covers the history of our relationship with the press. I mean, we've been talking yes. about that a little bit, yeah. Because I think you know that gives a bit of perspective on it. Definitely, it? yeah. But I, is, I, it, is sorry to interrupt, but isn't it interesting that this week was it a couple of Manchester United fans were charged with racism on a train? Yeah. Mm, where, where, where's that in the paper? Very little. And they kicked, and they kicked him. You know, clearly it's more of a crime to push somebody yeah. rather than kick That's them. What, yeah. Anyway, right, look, because we're a bit uh, low on time, I need to ask you the most important question of all, of all Rick, which is. Um, how does one purchase this lovely book, and how much does uh, it cost? Um, you can, I think you can get it on Amazon, but I don't, I'm not sure the stock is because it only came out on Friday, so I'm not sure the stock is in Amazon yet. But it's about twenty two quid on there. Decubertin, the publisher, D E C O U B E R T I N dot co dot uk. Um, if you go on their website, you can buy it direct from the publisher, mm. and it'll be available in all the bookshops, Waterstones, and in time and for Christmas. Really? I, 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 I <laughs> prom- and I, Christmas. I promise. I promise that when I put the podcast up, I'll make sure that there's a link to that in the little well, spiel I'll, that I write. I'll get you one that you can uh, Read. give to. Oh, oh damn! No, absolutely, you'll get that one. But I'll get you another as a oh, prize. Is it a competition for, prize? Oh, yes. what do you do? Yeah, we'll be up for that. Uh, three weeks of oh no, it's on Amazon. Look at that. Dan is so efficient. <laughs> it is on Amazon right now, and it's there forward you go. Tw- by uh, Frank Lampard. Forward by Frank Lampard. Our old name. Oh, dispatch between one to three you weeks. Didn't, you so didn't get, you didn't get, you can get yeah. it straight away. You yeah. didn't get it sideways. By don't Ray panic, Wilkins. people! Don't panic! <laughs> don't panic, people! I'll get, I'll get, oh, I'll get all these details on on uh, on the post for the podcast. But anyway, you, you're going to do one for a competition. Yes. All right. Well, look, we'll keep in touch about that. Yeah, yeah. I'll, another we'll time, discuss a, a question or whatever. Oh, you you set the question, but bear in mind that you are in the presence of the two Genius. of two out of the three inaugural winners of the Chelsea Supporters Trust quiz. Yep. Here's the trophy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Me, yeah, Chidge, and, and Martin Wickham, wherever you are. Here we go. See, that is the trophy. See? That is the trophy. It's quite a remarkable it thing, is. isn't it? I have to admit, we're we're, 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 it is. It is. 
for, for do you for spend a lot of time it, polishing it, the trophy? with the big ears. I, I, do, I, I, say I polish that, it. I polish it, it a lot. You, could you actually get a whole egg in that? What I it depends on the quality. What I have to admit is that the Jose's eggs or I have to say I have to say. That uh, you know, I'm you know, out of the three of us. I was probably the, the most shit, so we wouldn't have won it if it hadn't have been for Dan well, and, fair, and fair. Martin. Martin, Martin was Martin superb. was on fire. Was on fire. Anyway, enough of that because we've got about 15 minutes left, and uh, we've got to do another part. And after the break, we are in fact going to have our usual Chelsea Fancast roundup, including a few of your emails. When I say a few, I mean one. See you in a minute. <laughs> I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea! Real fans, real opinions. Footballfancast.com Okay, welcome back. I'm Stanford Chidge, and you're listening to Chelsea Fancast. Now, I remember that we, we forgot to do something very, very important in the last part, which is give Rick a massive round of applause for such a fantastic... Yeah, no, I'll tell you, it's really... It's just, I said to you kind of pithily, it was really lovely to talk about something that wasn't us losing to Crystal Palace, but actually the, the positive and the upside of that, it was really fascinating listening to you talk about some of Chelsea's history, which I, oh, I never get enough much. of. Thank and you. to hear it from the horse's mouth, as it were, is, is we've, I'm, I feel quite oh, blessed and privileged tonight. I really enjoyed it. I've had a lovely time and a nice couple of pints in the pub, a nice chat with Rick before, and we get to talk about the history. It couldn't, it's a great. And then, and then I turned up. And then you turned up, Clayton, that's right. Yeah, and we went, shh, yeah, stop talking about it. We did try and hide, right? actually. But <laughs> in fact, you, you know, I did talk, because you did go in the other bar, and I was, I was thinking, I well, shall I, shall, I, shall, yeah. I, shall, I, shall I tell him yeah. that he's in the room? No, 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 but yes. you know, when you told me to lock the toilet? Yeah. yeah. yeah I thought he was in there. Yeah, never mind. I went in there. All right. Okay, we've got one email this week from the wonderful Anirban Bata Bata Chargi. How's that? Bata Chargi. No, Bata Chargi. I think I've got that right. Anirban Bata Chargi, who I'm guessing uh, is of Indian extraction. With a name like that, you, can, you know, I you could be guess, I, I could be wrong, that. but I'm I'm could, guessing could that. Be wrong. Now I'm going to find out he's actually a Cyril, and I'm going to get all sorts of grief. grief sorry, Sri Lankan. Yeah. I'm yes. going to get all sorts of grief, grief uh, next week. But um, hang on, actually, quick yeah. point of order. Chelsea, Chelsea India supporters group is unbelievable. It's massive, by the way. Yeah, yeah. They're so and well they're organised. Looms. They have these big conventions. Oh, yeah. And they live. But there's a following in Sri Lanka as well. You know, we've had Amazing. a couple of lads. Really? Some of the earliest listeners to the show are from Sri Lanka. There's a wonderful guy called Namith, Namith Shvanish, a singer, who's a great fan of the show. He's from Sri Lanka. And uh, who who won? Is it Sri Lanka or India in the Test match? Because that was all kicking off. Then, oh, though, wasn't I, it? I don't know. I, I didn't know. I didn't follow that. We got a bit naughty apparently. Yeah. A bit oh, of barging right. going on. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's all quite fun. Not I, very not cricket. I, I but quite fun. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Very good. All right, enough. Anyway, Anaban Anaban says, Hey, guys, what is this love affair between Jose and Branner? He takes Aspie off and then keeps uh, Branner on. Anaban. That's a good question. Who would like to answer that? I'll go for it. Because Jose is loyal to his troops, as we discussed earlier in the show. Okay, so there we go. It's loyalty. And also, it's tactical, I think. Yeah. And as we alluded to earlier... Don't, yeah, okay. Don't worry, Anaban. It'll all sort itself out. He often takes a fullback off if he wants to go for it. If we're chasing the game, yeah. doesn't he? So, uh, and I think 
But he can go. Th- he can go three at the back. So if he leaves yeah. Banner yeah. on, he's got, got three, three centre halves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got three big ones there. Yeah. So you, you, yeah. you know. And, and also, I, I, he, he just done on that <coughs> long fruitless <coughs> run yeah. that I'm sure shows he was thinking. Mm, I thought your point. I thought your point earlier was one that goes very much under the wire, and and, and a lot of the love for Branner that Jose has is because of his he's attention asked. to tactical oh. detail. No, no. Uh, unless Jose's getting in touch with his feminine side. Uh, <laughs> But it's because he's a big unit, and and yeah. Jose ne- likes that. You know, that's a Jose. That is a Jose Mourinho side. Get big units in the box for set pieces because he knows, as a man who really studies his craft, that that he kn- he understands fully the percentage of goals that are conceded from set pieces in the Premier League. And as, and I think the point you made earlier was, was right. brilliant on that. But also, you listen to the number of times when he praises an opponent, and he'll mention power. Yeah. In the, when he's talking about an opponent. Very rarely does he praise someone without pointing that out. Indeed. Right, OK. Now, unfortunately, we have a little bit of uh, spiel from me, uh, the, the weekly roundup and plug. But uh, CFC UK, you can get, of course, your copies of CFC UK at home games from the CFC UK stall opposite Fulham uh, Broadway Tube and, of course, at every away game. Hurry up, it's only a pound. <laughs> uh, now, there will be a new one coming out, I would imagine, for the Everton game because my deadline for my article is this Friday, which I will just about scrape under the wire. As you probably know, me, Walter, Tim and Kelvin have a have a monthly... And, and Clayton. I don't know, Clayton's kind of being a good boy because... I know, I'm being teacher's yeah, pet. You've already I, sent yours I, in, I, haven't you? Because I'm new. You are so not playing the rules, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I give I it six months and you'll be there with on Twitter on a Friday night yeah, at midnight. Have you sent your article to David? I do, do follow you yeah. all, of course. And I do see that. Oh, you've given yours like teacher's like, pet in the playground. <laughs> it not, is very much. Have you done your maths homework? No, no. I was thinking, uh, I'm going to ask for an extension. No. <laughs> That's I'm Kelvin not, usually. I'm not, resp- I'm not responding because <laughs> I'm too smug at the moment. Man. Sorry? What, the, what, the old extension that we went, we were alluding to. Earlier. Oh yeah, that's yeah. a massive extension that Kelvin normally gets. <laughs> anyway, um, as I said, you can you, the next one will be out, I think, uh, for the Evan game. Now, um, if you can't get it here, in other words, you're over there, and by over there I mean North America. Do not panic because, uh, well, a it's available to anyone all over the world digitally by subscribing online at cfcuk.net. But if you are in North America, follow the account at CFC UK USA. And if anyone is interested in getting a CFC UK copy, which is like a not digital one, as in a real one, then contact Dan Lundberg on Twitter at D-L-U-N-D-B-E-R-G underscore. Dan forgot to remind me, but I didn't need it for once. Uh, Now, moving swiftly along, Chelsea Supporters Trust. We just had our... um, elections we've got a new board which are getting together tomorrow evening as it happens uh but anyway join the trust get your voice heard by the club it's five quid to become a voting member or free to non uh, for non-voting members um all you have to do is go to chelseasupporterstrust.com so you can attend the meetings come to the events and vote on the issues that directly affect you and make sure you get your voice heard now we get a newsletter out once a month and uh, of course the results of the annual survey i'm told will be out soon also follow the trust uh at Chelsea S Trust. Now, I thought it would be very remiss of me, as I was mentioning the trust, if, if you don't mind, uh, no. to, to have a plug for the CPO. Oh, of course, you're very heavily involved with the CPO. Yeah. And I, to be honest, we don't normally, which is pretty shit of me. So I'll, now it's in the script, I, it will stay there. Pitch, um, we still, I think there's still one or two pitch side uh, presentations that, uh, can be, that people can sign up to as well. Really? So that's worth looking at if they go onto our website. Okay, well, how, how do people join and buy a share? Oh, you go onto the website, it's the easiest way to Which do you it. can find on the Chelsea FC website, can't you? Can, you just yeah. find, look for CPO. Yes, yeah. exactly. 
Uh, and um, you, you know, there's all, it's all laid out there. If people are a bit short of cash, and let's face it, a lot of people are uh, at the moment, you can do a, you can pay piecemeal, bit, of, bit at a time. Yeah, pay as you go. That's good. And we're we're keen to encourage people to do that because it means that you know, uh, it's uh, it's not always That's more people affordable. That can afford a, you know 150 or a quid or whatever straight uh, out of their back pocket. Or can you uh, pay so, for the big presentation one as a pay as you go? Yes, I. I Actually, good question. I think you can. Because it's a couple hundred quid, isn't it, to get the sign framed? Quid, yeah. I thought it was two hundred to get. I mean, on the pitch. You know. Oh right. No, yeah. if you go if you go for the full combo, you can get your your share. Uh, the golden percentage. tux, as they call it <laughs> yeah, in the exactly, wedding ring. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you you meet a former player who's, who's a legend as well, and you get your name read out by Neil Barnett. Okay, and, in that uh, case, I I, I want to be paid two hundred quid <laughs> if that was going to happen. <laughs> but but it is you know. It, it is brilliant. We really are keen to get as many people to, yeah. to sign up for it as possible. And that is a very affordable way of doing it. Good. Lovely. Um, and as I said, go to the ChelseaFC.com website for that. Very quickly, Rick, um, you know, how important is this? I mean, you don't have to answer this because it might be a bit in politic. Mm. But, I mean, as we were talking about the redevelopment of the bridge earlier yeah. on, I mean, how important is the CPA going to be in view of that, number one? Because, of course, they own the pitch. Well, I mean, and, and, but, we, we are... To, but, Partly, you have to say that one of the reasons that the development's going ahead is because the uh, CPO shareholders blocked the the, yeah. the aim of uh, of the presentation in two thousand and eleven. So you know that if anyone needs to wonder what the the strength the ban- of yeah. the CPO uh, shareholding was then, uh, that's that's quite clear. What we don't know is uh, what was what is going to happen in in the future. Whether there is a whether is Presumably, there'll be a planning procedure that goes ahead, but we don't know how that's going to impact on CPL. No. We've had no inklings and no, no doubt there'll be some dialogue at like some that. stage, yeah. though, because of the, the, because of the absolute logic that not yeah. only do the CPO own the pitch, but they own the name Chelsea FC. Yeah, that, yeah. no, we're landlords, so that if there's a planning procedure that goes yeah, in, exactly. we will, you know, the, and we'll we'll consult with the shareholders as well. But what we don't know is, you know, some people, some shareholders might say, well, why do we need a CPO now if if uh, you know we're going to be building a new stadium anyway on this land, and and we're going to be here for a hundred years, and other people might say, well, actually, it's a democratic voice that um, is essential and is rare in uh, rare in football. So it's you know we'll it'll be down to the shareholders. Well, it's a safeguard for the future. What the, what the it's is. a safe. I mean, I think you just proved the point already, and and and, and we all know that uh, you know doing it in the 80s prevented rapacious uh, property developers from kicking us out and building very you know expensive luxury flats on there uh, by digging our heels in the CPO basically prevented a move away from Stamford Bridge which is why the board had, and Roman had well, to go came back out, the CPO come after that battle as one, but I know what you're saying yeah I mean yeah. you know the fact yeah. of the matter is if we hadn't got a CPO there's a very good chance that Chelsea would have looked to have moved away from the present uh, location and we would have had a, a, an Emirates-type stadium in Old Oak Common. So I think that the, the CPO's value therein was proven and I think the CPO still has a role to play because, you know, at the end of the day, what the CPO was always about was safeguarding the future of mm. the club at Stamford Bridge for the supporters. Yeah, And that doesn't change just because we've got a great shiny new stadium because the fact of the matter is no matter how benign and wonderful... Roman Abramovich is and there is no question in my mind that he is you know this club's been going for 150 years I'd like to see it go for another 150 or whatever Mm. and I'm afraid Roman won't be around in 150 years nor will I but you know I'd like to think that people can still go to football at Stamford Bridge and support Chelsea then 
And that's what the CPO does. book will be out then, won't it? (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? He'll be on the show to talk about it. (laughs) Well, I hope I'm invited back before then. Anyway, enough already because we're running out of time. Very quickly, Chelsea Fans Forum. Dan! Dan is our rep on the Chelsea uh, Fans Forum and it's on the 7th of September, isn't it? Yeah, next Monday. Okay, and uh, can they get... They they can email you at dansilver.chelsea.gmail.com yeah. Okay, or they can email me chelseafancast at gmail dot com. Or they can tweet me, or they can tweet you. But yeah. basically, yeah, and you are Dan, uh, Dan Silver seventy three, Danny at, Boy Blue. Yeah, at, yeah, Danny Boy Blue at, uh, at Dan Silver seventy three. Now the two main issues on the agenda are stadium rebuilding, what we've been yeah. talking about, and posting match tickets. Yeah, correct, and we had a brief meeting last week about the Champions League selling procedure as well. Um, and it's all about any away games you've got to go and collect the tickets either in uh, the yeah, new, yeah, yeah basically. New you're going to get a, essentially the process says you'll get a voucher once you've done through all the declarations you then have to go to a given point within the city to pick up the tickets sort of decide whether it's going to be stadium bound or city bound depending on what the local authorities say um, it's an ongoing process it's not necessarily going to be cast in stone but they're going to monitor it on a game by game basis it's pretty firm they're not turning their heads at this at the moment so they're going to monitor it based on Paris also based on what other clubs across Europe do right. with the way tickets because PSG had their tickets at Hammersmith Apollo they know the score. They're coming early to get a ticket. They and stayed you... and watched Motorhead. Yeah, yeah pretty much, yeah. Then <laughs> I would have done. Once you get a ticket, you're free to run the city. They're not saying you have to be here at a certain point, but if you mm. want tickets, they'll tell it's you. It's going to be great in Kiev, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, Mac- Maccabi person, Tel Aviv. You? you have to go in person. You can't collect them on behalf of Correct. other people. You need your passport. You need your voucher. So do you think if we invite um, Maccabi Tel Aviv over and we get them to pick their tickets up at the Hammersmith Apollo and just by some quirk of fate, the Maccabees are playing at the Hammersmith Apollo, <laughs> they amazing. might get confused and stay there. Don't give up your day job. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, sorry, go on, Rick. But also, uh, I'm not sure. I, I heard a, a rumour from, from Israel that they are moving the venue from Tel Aviv to Haifa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So presumably the infrastructure, they'll just, it'll just be that you'll pick them up from the, the system, stadium. Yeah, basically what they're doing is as soon as the draw is made, though, they're going to yeah, they're gonna go into recce and you'll have to pick it up from the city. It's either going to be stadium-bound or it's going to be yeah. in the city. Yeah. There's no process at the moment for people who delayed or late flights no, which was raised at the yeah. meeting because some people were coming in as Dave Johnson was saying mm. coming out in a day what are you going to do if you're you know, delayed by an hour hour well, and a half pe- a lot of people have bought tickets to go to Tel Aviv yeah. and without realising that it's going to be moved to Haifa they would have booked their flights so they're going to have to really get their asses yeah. to yeah. get it's a, it's a, I mean, the club has said they're looking at it as an ongoing you know procedure he's <sighs> a crazy um, not like the old days yeah. sorry I thought Clayton wanted to say that. look yeah. bottom line is um you know, it's, it's there for a purpose. We're there for a purpose. So yeah. if people have got a bug up their arse about something, they need to let you know so that you can Pretty raise much, it. Yeah. Although the agenda's fairly strict in terms of those issues. In terms right? of chat tickets, yeah, it's going to be looked at. They're going to so, see what happens. If it's a catastrophe... So away European tickets collect. and the and the redevelopment of the issue. So the no, pe- you, away people... Euros we've done. This is that was done last week. This is going to be about um, match tickets and football. Oh right, okay, all right. Well, get in touch with Dan yeah. uh, as again as I, I'll say again. Dan at gmail dot com or of course me chelseafancast at gmail dot com, and I'll let him know. And it's on Monday the seventh of September. That's yeah. a week yesterday. Uh, yes, well, yeah. next next Monday basically. Mm-hmm. All right, Chelsea Fancast t shirts roll up, roll up. I said there were there are actually now six. Uh, or five left I if it, you you want one yeah okay well this is no good because you're staff so I shouldn't okay. give you one I suppose I should give you oh. one too shouldn't I not if they're large rubbish. no you, you and I are <laughs> yeah, you're makers, giving everyone one yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> so providing you're not, not it really is a carry on night tonight, so providing it? providing that you're not big boned like me and, <laughs> and yeah, yeah I don't think you're yeah. 
then you can because uh, the, they are only large it's a very good point Dan yeah. gets one there's now only first, it's like, is that Monty Python sketch yeah. there are five things there, there are four t-shirts <laughs> four left. candles four t-shirts left um, so you better bloody hurry up otherwise you won't get one uh, if you do want one all you have to do is email me chelseafancast at gmail.com and I'll sort it out for you the price is 15 English pounds including postage and packing uh, and Blake, I'm sorry, I didn't get a chance to send it last week, but I will send it uh, tomorrow morning and I will let you know. All right. Uh, Campo Retro, some of the more observant among you may have noticed that I have been tweeting out on Chelsea Fancast all weekend about some brilliant special offers on Chelsea Retro shirts from Campo Retro. Uh, we've got a good relationship with them going again, so hopefully uh, in a week or two there's going to be more stuff going on, like special offers, competitions, discount codes, and all of that, as well as all of the tweeting over the weekend. Uh, but one of the things I'm discussing, actually, you you'd be find this interesting, because of course it's retro shirts, mm. and it's you know so you've got shirts from I think the furthest they go back is 1960. Mm. I've thought about doing a bit of an editorial piece with them, nice which idea. we can talk about. So we can talk about the 1960 shirt and who wore that that was yeah. famous and blah yeah. blah 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 because they like sticking tambling on the back and greaves and all this kind of thing. So I'm going to do a bit of that on the show and then and follow that up with a little blog on the website. So that, that has that'd be oh, nice. that clearly has. No historical authenticity, though, if you're going to put um, Greaves on the back or something like that. Because they didn't have names no. on the back of shirts. That's very true, but people like to do Numbers. That. Numbers, yeah. Actually, yeah, because, I mean, I think you, you can do that, but they... I we think were the first team to wear numbers. That's true. What they do, they sell the shirt, some of the old 60s ones. I think the, the 60 one they sell with Greaves, with, with eight yeah. on the back for Jimmy yeah, Greaves. Yeah. And then I think uh, Tambling, I can't remember. But anyway, the bottom line is they, they, they haven't... There is a there is a kind of they've doffed yeah, their yeah, hat to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, By the yeah. way, how great was it to see Mr. Tamling oh, walking around well. the pitch on Marvellous. Saturday? Marvellous. You know, considering the last time he was there, he couldn't move from the halfway line. He's it in was good form. Brilliant. No, he's very he's sprightly. In, looked yeah. very sprightly as well. He's, he's in very good form at the moment. I mean, he was he was the star of the tour for the fans. Uh, you know, because they always have a few ex players yeah, there. But yeah. he was he was loving it, and he's on good, good form stuff. at the moment. Good. Very All right. As I said, look out for the for the tweets that I tweet out at Chelsea Fancast relating to Campo Retro. They do do some great offers, and you, you know, be, you'll be foolish to miss out. They're great shirts; they really are. Anyway, enough. Uh, let us know what you think of the show, or or if you have any questions, email us during the week. Uh, I will read them out, even if there's only one uh, at chelseafancast at gmail.com And as I said, I'll read them out on the show. Now we're off next week, thanks to the international break, uh, but we'll be back on Monday, the fourteenth of September, where we'll be discussing Everton versus Chelsea. Joining me will be Dr. Mart, Jonathan Kidd. I'm sorry, I apologise in advance for those two. And uh, special guest and, of course, well-known Chelsea journalist, the lovely, wonderful Dan Levine, a.k.a. at Blues Chronicle. Now, don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at Chelsea Fancast. Make sure you uh, check out uh, the great blogs. There's one coming, there's one in the, one in the departure lounge uh, from Clayton Beerman. Uh, it's a bit of a turtle's head. Uh, so that will be Jesus. that will be Speak up. up Brownie, or three. That will oh, that will God. be up on the website. Uh, I th- when will it be up on the website? Well, a, a you've got to send it to I, me. I will, b, send, I will send it I've to got you it tomorrow morning. So it'll be up so. by the end of the week then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not a very good editor, I'm afraid. Yeah. No, but it'll be on ChelseaFanCast.com. So look out for that. Uh, and there's all sorts of other stuff like how you can listen and download listen to the show live, download the show as a podcast, so and all that malarkey. Kelvin as well. Oh, uh, yeah. Kevin. Ken. Uh, Ken, yeah, Ken. Ken, sorry. Ken put one up called Game of Stones, which is a cracking uh, view. His view on the on the whole John Stone saga. Now, don't forget to join our Facebook group as well if you must. Uh, Facebook dot com <laughs> forward slash Chelsea Fancast. Uh, a very quick plug because in about uh, twenty five minutes, I'm going to do this live Mimi dot TV Chelsea Fancast warm down. So. 
go to mimi.tv look for Chelsea Fancast log in sign up and then just press the button that says watch the show and then you join in but you need headphones and you need a good webcam decent broadband connection uh, if you can't get it tweet me and I'll figure it out anyway hopefully I'll see you in about half an hour but that my dear friends is about all we've got time for tonight so there we go all it really remains for me to say is um, thank you Mr Beerman absolute, lovely to see absolute you absolute honour and a privilege it's great to, be, to see you to again be on, to be on the show with, with royalty Chelsea royalty I know yeah, I do. we are blessed and privileged <laughs> yeah. tonight aren't we and he's even told a few good jokes as well he, has. he, he has. has he has he's got down with a carry on humour <laughs> but it's great to see you mate as always yes, thank uh, you. I hope thank we you. see you soon uh, Mr Silver yeah, good to be back Lovely to and see you. And such a steam company. I'm amazed that <laughs> I'm amazed that we've known you for about two two years now, Dan, and not once have we referred to you as Long John Silver. I find that very remiss. It's like my school Especially days. Tonight. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like the school days. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How's the parrot? Yeah, he's died. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> See you next, parrot. <laughs> yeah. He died. Yeah. 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 He's fucking snuffed it. Yes. As they well, truly, yeah. 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 Was it, he's, he's floating in the Norwegian fjords. <laughs> Magic got a chip yeah, on my shoulder. No, he's pining for the Pining fjords. for pining, pining for the Norwegian yeah. fjords. He is an ex parrot. He's no Norwegian more. blue prefers keeping on his back. He's oh, gone, he has gone to meet his maker. He has gone to meet his maker. Dan, it's been great to see yeah, you. Good, to uh, good luck with the uh, fans forum yeah. meeting on the 7th, and I will see you soon, no doubt. And the last, but by no means least, it's been a fantastic, absolute oh, privilege well, to have you on the show, Rick. Loved it, really enjoyed it. That's great fun. You know what we were saying in the pub Surprisingly before? Surprisingly professionally run as well. <laughs> You're having a laugh on you. What, the pub? <laughs> <laughs> that would be true. But you know what we were saying earlier about it being much more fun than the TV? I, I would hope that's that great. that's right. That's great, really, yeah, really yeah, thoroughly yeah, enjoyed it. It's much it. more, much anyway, more relaxed. Great, great... Uh, Company. Right now, uh, of course, let me know about that book for the competition yes, we'll and, and one for me to read. Yeah. And uh, the other thing is, um, you must uh, let me know the details. Print? Do you want the large print version? Yes, please. Yeah. Uh, just the one with pictures. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would be really nice? Uh, we must make sure we tally this up. But I'll get out the informa- information on mm. the on the thing that I put up with the podcast about where people can get it. But Tacubatan is the best bet, right? Yes, yes. Okay. You search Google Tacubatan. Chelsea complete records. You'll go straight all right. through to the two versions of the book. Because there's a posh one. Oh, posh oh right, well. yeah, yes, there is, isn't there? I forgot about yeah. that. Never yeah. mind. Cloth bound one. But lovely. Yeah, it doesn't matter. All right, well, brilliant. It's lovely to see you again. You're welcome anytime. You Thank know you that. Much. I mean, we, we must get you on at a time when you're not plugging a book. No, absolutely. Because you know, it makes yeah. it look like we only have you on when you plug a book. But you're welcome anytime. Going on about banging on about bloody history all the time. Yeah, no, well, you're welcome anytime. You know that. So you and I will keep in touch and we will make that happen. Yeah. All right, lovely to see all these boys. Lovely to see so many of you in uh, Mixler, although some of you have fallen asleep. I can see that. I don't blame you. Um, It's great to have you in there, as always, and hopefully we'll see you on the 14th. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it Charles. At the Charles! It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.